everybody, and welcome to episode 387 of Vigigame Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael. Will you just shut up, man, Raparas? Coming to you from the William Rush Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Go to patreon.com slash laser time if you want to find out how it can be named for you. Who else is joining me? Ah, dumbfounded by Michael's reference, Chris Antiste. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that. You were planning to use it yourself, weren't you? I, I, I wish I had. And... Master debater and cunning linguist Matthew Allen. Huh. Who was that? Was that Obama or Dracula? That was Bernie. That was my Bernie. Oh, oh I see. It's like it's half master... foghorn leghorn. But... I'm a master debater, Chris. I'm a master debater. <laughs> a bit of Rodney Dangerfield thrown in. No hey. respect, I tell you. Oh, it's best economy people. ever, I tell you. Get no respect. The press hates me. Uh, it's just the three of us this week because only we could take the spookiness of October, Ooh, which it now is. Oh, it's the scariest month spooky, of the year. It's the only spook. time I get to use this stupid accent. Blah. Never caught on, but I call it Spooptober. Spooptober, as far as content yeah. Spooptober. Goes. It's Spooptober. Yeah. It's, Spooptober. It's the month-long run-up to Halloween that everybody celebrates and loves. So all this month, we'll be having horror game-themed shows. And to start with, we're going to be talking about that, uh, that well, we keep going back to over and over again, zombie games. But we didn't want to just do any zombie games, so we wanted, no. we're doing zombie games with a twist. Or more specifically, with a, with, with a unique gameplay hook. Something that sets them apart from the uh, shambling horde, if you will. And gives right. them a, a unique personality, all their own. Well, it gives the games a personality. The zombies might be boring oh, as fuck. They no, might just yeah, be your typical yeah, no. zombies. Zombies are zombies. They're they're useful sure. and versatile. But uh, <laughs> it's it's an interesting... There's like a bunch of really cool stuff on the calendar that we can't play yet because we're recording this on Wednesday and it doesn't come out till like Thursday or Friday. Star Wars Squadrons and, and Crash Bandicoot, for example. Shit, is that out Friday? Oh my god. Yeah. It is. So it excited. Is. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 35. Yes. Yeah. Fuck, I gotta finish Mario Galaxy, he said in 2020. You know, no, this and, and is o- that multiplayer thing. You'll be fine. And it's o- like Battle Royale Mario. I o- know, but it's, it's a, I've enjoyed all of those things immensely. And, like, I like Mario better than Tetris, and Tetris 99 was the shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a score update for a game that'll be two nights old by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers are winning by almost 20 points in game one of the NBA Finals. Oh, your, your attentions are divided, your loyalties. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I may or may not have it pulled up in a tab. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see. I see how it is. I see how it is. But we have a lot to get into, beginning with Zombies. And we'll jump in right after this. Do you like Vigigame Apocalypse and 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Vigigame Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And uh, Total Recall for NES is out. Pretty notorious for being one of the worst games from one of the best movies of that era. Total Recall This might be one one of the worst games I've ever played. (laughs) I think the best part about this game is the back-of-box copy. Have you guys read this? No. No. Okay. Get ready for lots of parentheticals. You are Quaid, aren't you? You have a good (laughs) job. Your life as you know it no longer exists. And a lovely wife. She's on their side. 
You're about to take a dream vacation to Mars. They're trying to kill you. It should be fun. Deadly secrets are being unlocked by your mind implant and relaxing. Only you can activate the oxygen reactor and prevent an interplanetary catastrophe. Quaid, pre-order Quaid. Oh, I just want to say also another thing about the first level of this game that jumped out. Uh, Within your first few steps is a cinema that you can go into. Mm -hmm. And in this cinema, you see the credits for Total Recall the game, which I cannot (laughs) believe you people wanted to put your names on this, much less that you put them so close to the beginning. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? And welcome back to our top five, where we're going to be talking about. Now, what? wait a minute, Michael. If 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 Matt gets to interrupt things with an update, I have an update for everyone. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, P- you guys looking at, out there looking for a PS Five? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are, so I have a little update for you. The priciest eBay listing right now is going for almost half a million dollars. <laughs> well, PS5. but but to be fair, it is the disc version. It, it's oh, the what well, version? I thought, I thought it was... It's the disc version. Oh, oh wow. okay. I thought it was one of those solid gold versions that they they talked about right before the real pre-orders came out. Good Lord, a 1000% markup. $455,000 uh Five hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. I don't know how this guy worked this out. <laughs> like, I'm, how did you work out this markup? And it's for something he doesn't even have yet. He's just secured yes, a pre order. That's what I, it's, sure. it's, it's yeah, like a yeah. picture of a picture. It is a picture of the of the line at best online at Best Buy, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The stock market, right there. That is wow. how it works. You're buying futures on things you do not have in hand. Mm-hmm. I just like I like tell. Please tell me more why this one is worth. It might come with headphones. We don't know yet. Yeah. Well, it, might, it might just be one of those things where he's like, maybe someone will pay it. <laughs> maybe someone out there will yeah. turn their nose up at one of the other uh, scalpers that aren't charging uh, a thousand times the manufacturer's suggested retail price. Right. Maybe, maybe yeah. Veruca Salt has a grandchild. Yes. And <laughs> maybe, maybe. I want some that Saudi- one, Daddy, because it's the most expensive. <laughs> Maybe some Saudi prince will get really drunk and uh-huh. just a little impulse buy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah, hey, I want a PS5. Here Bought it go. just because he can. Like, how do you even sell shit on eBay for half a million dollars? Like, you have to be approved. <laughs> what is, what for... is their cut? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> the devil's uh, cut is their cut, Chris. <laughs> you'll, you'll also be, like, on the bright side, it benefits charity. 10% of this will go to the Ronald oh, McDonald oh, House. Oh, 10%. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, there are 26 watchers on this. <laughs> but to, what makes me really hate him? Forty, like fifty dollars shipping. Really? really? Come on, man! <laughs> you can't foot the bill. You chisel out thing? right, out right. Uh, no, I gotta, I gotta preserve every cent of this ill-gotten fortune. Or you know, what? What do you want uh, me to do? Charge the Ronald McDonald House ten percent of your shipping costs? Come on. 
Look, you're, look. A year from now, you're really gonna wish you went, you sprung for that PS5 Prima paint. Yeah, who is, who is this character? <laughs> what, what are we doing? I, I don't know, but it's, he's, he sounds bald and like someone who chomps a cigar. He, he sounds like Stubbs the zombie. It's, who it's I don't more privileged as you as, as salesman. <laughs> like just because we've never had to be fucking salesmen. Yeah. <laughs> we only see them in old movies. Uh-huh. Is they that's they they don't really exist anymore except unless they become president. Um, unless uh, unless Jesus, if you haven't, I didn't know. I didn't think they existed either until I went adult furniture shopping. So if you've ever walked mm. anywhere from an Ashley's to a Rooms to Go, sweaty sweaty salesmanship oh, that yes. is like really off putting. You mean that kind, it. yeah? Because I can assure you, uh, once you pass a certain title in the corporate world, you will know salesmen exist because you cannot fucking oh, stop yeah, hearing yeah. from them. For My sure. inbox is full. <laughs> yeah. When you said adult furniture shopping, I immediately imagined pornographic furniture. Of course, yes. of course, you sex, sex swings for my my badical peggle addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as pornographic as the Amazon Luna, which <laughs> which some people quickly shared a picture of a personal massager with the name Luna. Uh, so, uh, right as soon as soon as they announced that, it's time to move into our top five with number five. I can't believe how distinctive those sounds were for a game I don't love and haven't played a ton of. You've had more positive things about this to say than I think pretty much my anybody. My, my lady's been playing it, so really? I've been watching 4 a lot. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, up okay. until it disappeared from Game Pass, and I learned the hard way about what our tacit deal is with uh, ownership and with the Game Pass. System. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is not yours. No, uh, it is not. Your save file stays there, and they'd, they'd gladly charge you for the thing they oh, just yeah. had on their service. But Dead Rising, Dead Rising, Dead Rising. It's one of those games that I don't hate. I've just always no, it's not Dead told Rising. myself I'd go back and... Oh, what is it? Dead Hungry. No, Dead Hungry. My bad. He's Sorry, hungry. it's Dead Hungry. <laughs> Dead Hungry is a game I really like. Yes. It is, I, I say it's, it's one of the best times I've had with VR, but I think what I really mean is that it's a really good entryway into VR, and I was very new to VR at the time. I, I've, I've played more intricate games and um, a little more immersive games, but this is like just an incredibly simple and silly game that is addictive as hell. Yeah, it, it's so odd because I don't think it would be interesting in the slightest without VR. <laughs> mm. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the same for sure. But I think. I think I actually like this was one of the first VR games I got really sweaty playing. Because it, it makes you move so quickly. Because so dead hungry by our our friends at Q Games. And full disclosure, they did give us I think a couple free copies of this when it came I out. Stream, we streamed it. And I I don't know how. Did you let us borrow your PSVR somehow? Uh, maybe I forget. I, uh, it's I feel so old. I'm mystified. We played it for days in the old Laser Time Studio because it was fun. Yeah, it was hugely mm-hmm. fun. Um, it's still fun. You're working in a food truck that serves burgers, and your job as Zombies are closing in all around you is to make burgers as quickly as possible. Fortunately, you've got a white guy to show you the ropes. Konbanwa. I am the ghost of Crazy Kensaku, master of the Holy Tiger Burger Method. I will now teach you the ways of our art. Yes. First, grab the burger meat with authority. And I say white guy because the, the character is 
is also white. So it's like, well, that's sort of a racist accent, but it, it's clearly a white guy. So uh, in a Japanese studio, do whatever you yeah, want. Exactly, All your exactly. racism is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you, you get training from crazy Ken Saku on how to make burgers as quickly as possible so that you can feed the hordes as they close in from, well, really just one side. They just kind of come up to your service window and stand there screaming until you throw burgers at them. And uh, then they eat the burgers. And if you manage to satisfy their hunger, they will become human again. I bet! <laughs> and then they run off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a kind of an age-old video game trope, like starting all the way back with like, well, not so much burger time is more like, like root beer tapper, where you're just frantically trying to serve patrons as they like like games like cook serve delicious would be mm. a good example you know or there's a ton of mobile games that are this model of like customers come at you as quickly as possible you have to try to prepare their dishes but also like as as it scales in difficulty you have to kind of multitask and be like well i have to be heating up this thing over here while i'm doing right. drinks over here and it's just an exercise in like frantically trying to manage multiple things at once. Did, did you see that that awful movie the founder it's great yeah but it's terrible and oh, they, with and Michael they, they Sure. Yeah, and they show they show you like the the Nick Offerman portion where they show you what the actual McDonald's guys how they revolutionized the business of making food fast is by streamlining the process to where people weren't walking back and forth, and that there was basically this assembly line where the burger was created instead yeah. of just a, a giant mess of cooks. Right. Yeah, they minimize like the number of steps that the people in the kitchen would need to take between things and all. Yeah. That. To make yeah. the, to like to shorten every single process of how to cook uh, and even inventing and just say because uh, like I that's how we thought of it we me and my uh, ex would would we love to play Overcooked because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's a pretty good sure. multiplayer experience and that it's it's very similar to Dead Hungry I, I did it at a service saying it wouldn't be really very interesting outside of VR but it also would be impossible. Because whereas Overcooked, you're this character running around a kitchen. Here you are standing in a single spot and managing all kinds of incredibly ridiculous utensils and ingredients. And it is all about being in one spot and and moving around frantically. There's no way to approximate how much you have to do without being able to use your hands like that. I don't think you could replicate this experience. No, but maybe, games like maybe with a mouse, but even a mouse is way too slow. Yeah. yeah what what, what mou- games like Cooks are Delicious rely on is it's menus, but even the ones on mobile, it's very much you're just touching a bunch of, of buttons all over the screen. Like, it's, it's all about UI. Uh, yeah. Watching some videos with people with much better PCs playing it, like, holy shit, that's how you get those really high... I feel like you can get a better score on this with a better VR unit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, if they, like, don't log a thing or you... You pass by the camera like, well, you missed the pizza in the oven and now it's on fire. Yep. You're going to have to start. When you run out, if you don't, can't, if you're desperate and can't make the zombies food and you're kind of, I think some things require certain foods, but otherwise you just basically are trying to make the biggest burger to hurt this guy the most Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) slash help him. But when you get real desperate, you can start chucking like the paper towels and the alarm clock. And the kitchen utensils, I saw a and they will totally eat, a cassette eat those. Tape. <laughs> yeah, they will eat. They it, it counts. It, it works like a little bit of food. Yeah, it's it, there's it's awesome. There's like 16 objects that are totally built for 
I'm fucked. I need help. I need to stop this zombie real fast. And if they're eating, they're not walking towards you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can you can start chalking like, well, there goes my mustard. I'm not yeah. going to use that so anymore. So th- that's the thing that I, I'd always thought that like, well, you you're, you can deep fry fries and tempura and put the pizza in, and it's like a distraction. You just throw it out, and they'll it slows them down. And then I realized like, no, I've been doing that wrong. What you should do is put all of these things onto the burger. Like the fries yeah. in their packaging, the tempura, you put that all on the burger, you put a bun on top, you throw it out there. Okay. I I just realized, like, yeah, this this thing of, like, uh, not guns, but other things used to attack zombies, a game I know is not on a list that we probably should have put on here, is Typing of the Dead is another one that's oh, kind of shit, similar yeah. concept. Like, frantically try to type out words as quickly as you can to get rid of the zombies before they reach you. Is a It's a whole genre onto itself, and, and it's always fun when it's not just, here, shoot them in the head. Yeah, and the um, the overkill version of that on Steam is, is pretty fun as well. Yeah, that's the one I played. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty great. But yeah, Dead Hungry, it's it's such a unique, friendly approach to to zombie destruction, and uh, it's it's a good thing to ease us into this list, because uh, this next one's a little more brutal. Number four. Lily, do you invite these strangers? I'm good. You made it. That one doesn't look so good. Name's Ed. Pleased to meet you. Come with me, son. We'll see to the... God rooms. damn it! We got enough trouble without bringing in another freeloader to use up all our medicine. Real nice, Alan. I offered them shelter. I'm letting them in. Us freeloaders have to stick together. So this is a game about freeloading and building bases and recruiting anybody and playing as anybody. I couldn't I couldn't tell if that was one or two, but this is a state of decay. Yes, yeah? it's state of decay. That was one. I'm sort of combining them into this for the, the purposes of... Whatever, but State of Decay is about as close to another game that is not on this list that maybe should be, as we're going to get Day Z, in that uh, it's all about like going around this big open world that's infested with zombies, scavenging stuff, getting weapons that degrade over time, filling a knapsack full of whatever you can scrounge. But unlike in Day Z, where the zombies are kind of an afterthought and the other players are the real threat, this is having to deal with. Lots of gross zombie hordes everywhere. And death can come at any second. And it was kind of a surprise to me the first time I was playing this when my character died. I'm like, well, I had a good run. Okay, time to let's let's respawn. And then realizing like, oh, no, he's dead, dead. They're he's, gone. Yeah, he's not yeah. coming back. And it's a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you're, you might encounter their corpse later yeah. on. Yeah, this game actually has a couple of unique twists, you know, to fit with our theme is, number one, it is, it is like Michael said, it's more of a resource management gathering game. Mm-hmm. But then it's all, all of that stuff is feeding into it's a base management game, but also a character management game in that yes. you're kind of, you level up certain characters and you can survive the whole time um, and power up characters. But it's kind of risk reward is like the longer you you spend with someone empowering them up, the more it will fucking hurt when they die because you're like, no, they were yeah. so good. Oh, they no, were great. My main, he got ripped in half, and now I have to right. fight his upper half as a zombie. Shit. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, and and also like the base building. One aspect that I'd almost forgotten about it is that it's not just managing the characters and their stats or whatever. You also have to manage the relationships because if someone dies, then the other characters will get depressed. They might uh, break into fights more often or become suicidal. And it's, it's, it's all shit that you have to deal with. And you have to deal with making sure everyone is fed and uh, that you consistently have enough resources and 
Like, maybe you can make people happy by building a toilet facility, but you've only got, like, two spaces to build facilities, so maybe it's time to find a bigger house. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because you do, you do eventually outgrow your base, and you go find other bases, and then kind yeah. of start from scratch. I, I, yeah. like, I like that freeform approach to it, and I like that uh, it, it still kind of has a story, and still has something of a, you know, clear progression that you, you start here, you go to this house, and now you have to, like, go out into the valley and uh, try to hunt for these hives to eliminate the zombie infestations or whatever. Yeah, and the map really opens up. Like, as you go from base to base, you're really going to kind of new maps or areas mm-hmm. of the map. Yeah. Now, this was a really cool, really uh, just different game when I, when the first one came out, at least. And it was almost kind of had this, like, weird indie vibe to it. And then when Microsoft bought them and then, yeah, released two as kind of an official first party title. I didn't I didn't stick with 2 as long as 1. For some reason 1 yeah. I just felt was a little bit more charming. I mean 2 2 I finished, 1 I felt more attached to, I think. But I think the weird thing about 1 is that it was like it was this small XBLA game. Getting into it like I didn't really expect much from it. It's like, ah, it's just okay, game about fighting zombies and it's like, well, the production values are actually pretty good. The writing's not bad this this has a really cool hook this this whole play is anyone thing and like my my guy is dead and i that caught me completely by surprise and like the gameplay is a lot of fun and i really enjoy uh going into new houses and trying to rummage as quietly as possible so i don't bring the zombie swarm down on my head so much for being discreet Because yeah, you can yeah. you can rummage slowly and quietly, or you can rummage quickly and get it over with, which is useful if there's a bunch of zombies milling around. But you might make a noise, and if that happens, they'll all be uh, swarming inside. And yeah, and I love that they captured like one of my favorite things about games like The Last of Us was just like gathering all the stuff to build better weapons. And so they're like, well, we're going to make this like a main feature of the game. <laughs> like yeah. There's definitely like something with maybe with my OCD or just the the micro reward of like I'm gonna clean out this house and know that I got every crafting material possible from here just to feel like I'm making progress on a map. You know, getting getting this big expansive open world, this this rusticness to it, like because it starts the first one especially starts at a campsite, and then it just sort of moves to this nearby rural town where yeah. uh, you're you know. You've, you've got improvised weapons, you've, you've got, like, you know, clubs. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll find a gun, but ammo's pretty scarce. And then it's all about, like, finding other survivors and trying to make friends with them. And maybe some of them are bandits. Maybe you don't want to make friends with them. And then, like, the more people you recruit, the more people you can have to, like, you know, man guard towers at your base. So if, if zombies come and try to attack, they can they can just shoot them down. And there will be a weird scene toward the end of the game where you realize the military tries to do and it's mankind's the real monster. Oh, wait, that's 28 days later. Never mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, but I think that also happens here. <laughs> the military show. Shows up, it's like, no, you fuck off. You stay out of our way. We're Shocking. Here to, we're here to do cool soldier stuff. You weren't invited. You weren't allowed. You're not part of our squad. Not part of the <laughs> turbo team. Uh, <laughs> I understood that reference. Yeah, okay, good. Glad, glad we got turbo you back team. on board. Turbo team, the big little toilet with a little hole that only farts can go through. <laughs> Here's the sound of some cool zombie combat. <laughs> Zombies on our six. 
Yeah, I couldn't tell. Couldn't six. tell zombies were on our six. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you, you can you can have AI partners along, which is kind of cool. And I really liked it. Like it felt like, especially the first one, felt like a Grand Theft Auto, but rural zombies. Because you know you can you can find cars and trucks and stuff like that. You can drive around, and one of my favorite moves, you can hold the door open while you're driving to uh, clock any zombies that you drive past. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Using the cars as weapons became a big, big help in that game later. Yeah, but I think yeah. there was the cars even have durability, right? Where after oh, a yeah, while totally. it would just break the car down. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they can they can get pretty fucked. Yeah, if, up. if you don't like games where weapons have durability, don't fuck with this game because you yeah. will, you will be stressed out the entire time. It, it, it does like you know you always want to keep a few on hand, but it does get a little little annoying. But yeah, stated okay, let's move along too. Number three. Oh boy, I hear bubble noises, mm -hmm. which of course we're now in mobile game territory. Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. This didn't yes. start out as a mobile game, but it became one over mm, time. Yeah, it started out, uh, I remember Tyler Nagata like, trying like, come on guys, I know you're not playing a ton of PC games, but you're, you're really going to love Plants vs. Zombies. Mm -hmm. It's silly, it's cute, and I, I, I voted for being on this list just by being probably the first game that involves zombies to get an E rating. Yeah. Because normally sure. they, are they are just chum for your gun mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and, uh, and, and here it, they're they're cute and well designed and funny and uh and, and for a, would you call this a tower defense game it is, is that what you call it is it? a yeah. sort of a tower defense game sure mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah a, a genre i think i played tower defense <laughs> too <laughs> but that was about it and um yeah a genre i wasn't incredibly familiar with and i think it's tied with shovel knight for games i've i've Hundred percented on the most platforms. Wow, uh, console, PC, and uh, handheld. Yeah, I think this was like PopCap. The the developer had obviously had some some big successes before this, but this might have been one of their biggest. And it certainly, uh, I think, had the most staying power in that. Like, it's. I, I think it's it, other than Bejeweled. It is the franchise yeah. of theirs that has stood the test of time and, longer, and Peggle. The maybe we still got Peggle around. But I yeah. didn't like the I didn't like the latest Peggle. Yeah, well, well, this is the only one I've seen a mascot wandering the halls of E3 with that zombie right. mascot. Yeah, yeah. They would have. Well, this arguably this this may have started like a, a trend of like, oh, someone cutified zombies. We can finally put them in all children's media. <laughs> like I've seen, I've seen a lot more zombie stuff aimed at kids since well, Plants yeah, vs. Zombies really, came out. I'm really thankful. It, it, it does, it's really hard to like copyright anything involving horror mm -hmm. because as long as there's been mediums outside of books, people have just stolen Dracula, Frankenstein's, your mummies, yeah, and and, and zombies. Like poor George Romero, he died not owning his own movie, <laughs> popularizing yep. zombies in this part of the world. But it's it it's not copywritten, so anybody can use it. And and since they they don't they actually require a lack of personality, you're not supposed to yeah. feel anything for them. So it, it it I think a lot of people got real comfortable. Like yeah, we could like make up a story why Russia's killing all these people, and you just have to fire your gun in the face of your fellow human beings, or they're just zombies, and it's fun yeah. because we all hate zombies. They don't people. have families. Yeah, they already died once. You're doing them a favor. Uh, Nobody wants yeah, to be a zombie. Already dead, baby. And and I think I, Pop Popcap made me realize that because like yeah these don't have to these aren't these don't have to be scary anymore. In fact, if you're most of the time if you're putting zombies in anything, it should be to 
kill as see as many of them as possible murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to this day, every piece of zombie media that I consume, though, I always in the back of my mind go, what if they found the cure and it was like an instantaneous miraculous cure? And so you had people mid zombie slaughter, like waking up and going, Jesus, my fucking arm is off. You know, just like realizing they're a zombie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, man, I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want you to live like that. I would <laughs> kill you again. Right. No, <laughs> no, you, you guys are getting two to the chest, one to the head every mm-hmm. single fucking time. Don't, don't, don't you worry. Yeah. But uh, but the zombies in this are just getting peas shot at them from literal pea shooters. <laughs> that, that, uh, I was going to say, this is the only game on our list where you can kill a zombie with a sunflower seed. Yeah. yeah I love it. Well, the the sunflowers, at least in the first game, aren't aren't the killers. They just give you the energy, the energy. You need yeah, yeah, to yeah. plant the other plants that uh, then are used for mowing down the zombies. You, you can use walnuts can murder to... someone with an explosive potato, and I recommend yeah. using that first. Uh, throw that out there first. Explosive potato. Oh, the potato that works. Yeah, potato. there's. Well, I like the little. Uh, is it the walnut bombs or the the things that they they eat away? They just block yeah. their yeah, progress. Yeah, you just, and then you you just put up on. these giant walnuts and they stand there eating them because I guess yeah. these zombies are uh, fruitarians or something. Sure. Uh, and yeah. and then yeah, you put your your pea shooters, which are your your cannons, uh, behind them. There's there's a bunch more things that you can unlock. There's like corn catapults and shit. Yep. And uh, a lot of them are introduced to you by. This guy. Uh, Crazy Dave is an incoherent hobo with a pot on his head, and yeah. he instructs you in the ways of zombie combat. <laughs> he's He's been a fixture in the series up until at least uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, the uh, team-based shooter. Can we talk about how weird it was that that was the direction the series went in? Like, just hard it, left turn. It is It is a nightmare scenario of what happens when an e company like EA swallows a company like PopCap. Right. Oh, these adorable little indie uh, touch-based games? Fuck you. You make first-person shooters now. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And they did, and it seemed cynical, and it was like our worst nightmares coming. Like, that game rules. Yeah, it, it is a fun game. Perfectly yeah. fine. It's it, a fun it's one of those, pretty for great. sure. Nice. Uh, what is it? What's it called? Oh, Mar- uh, Garden Warfare. Yeah, Garden Warfare. Warfare. And there's a sequel too. That was the one. Yeah. Also, I I don't know if they implemented it uh, finally, but there was like a mastermind mode or something like that, where like one player uh, could use a tablet to basically direct the the zombie troops in that game. Oh. God, remember when every game was going to have yeah. one of those? Fable yeah, that, had that a weird mastermind interconnectivity. Version. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Microsoft was really pushing smart glass. That's what they call yeah, it. Smart glass. Yeah, smart glass. <laughs> I was I was thinking like, was that just for the Wii U version? Like, how did that work exactly? But yeah, no, I think you're right. It was smart for glass. Xbox. Good lord. They're like, you're all rich. You all own iPads, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, but even even the first game, it wasn't purely a tower defense game. Like they'd take a break every so often to introduce, like here's here's basically just like a bonus round. Here's here's a new way to play the game for a level. Yeah, man. Like uh, you can just grab these walnuts and start bowling for zombies. Zombies. Sure. That music, man. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I've played <laughs> so much of this. I think. There was three months of my life that was so much better, and another stat I'll use instead. I think it's might be what I played on Vita the most. 
Really? Uh, it's, yeah, the Vita port was fucking excellent. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, with tap shit and, uh, and the D-pad. The, the, it was really good port. Do you guys remember what happened with 2? With, like, the first a big official sequel? Like, how it was, like, mobile game with monetization right. and all kinds mm. of shit. And it was just so disappointing because the first game was just like, yeah, it's a couple bucks, but buy it and you're going to get about 20 hours of entertainment. The second game was like fucking hard wall. Give me your money or get the fuck out or yeah. I will shoot you with this pea shooter. Boo. <laughs> Boo earns. And, uh, and also the saga of the Michael Jackson zombie. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um, I, did somebody threaten a lawsuit or something like that? It's just one of the, it's one of the most, cute and innocuous things to have like a forced removal from a game the irony of the michael jackson estate suing a game about zombies over the zombie corpse of their zombie dead relative yeah how much money did you pay george romero for thriller buddy (laughs) nothing right yeah yeah Hmm. um funny then yeah all right all right you fucking jerk uh but he he was already dead at that point wasn't he Uh, and, and we were all better off for it Thousand little boy butts now safe. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember when Plants vs. Zombies guy. even came out. But what I had like uh, 2009, 2010, yeah. something yeah. like that. Michael Jackson died in 2009, right? So mm-hmm. uh, around the same time. Uh, he will live on in your hearts forever. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the next entry. Yeah, let's do. Number two. <laughs> Making good progress here. Ain't seen anything like this before. Jesus, don't let that stop you from smearing it all over yourself. They're changing. God damn it, Bill. Oh, it stinks. <laughs> Someone's still alive. No, they're not. What game is this? Left for Dead? Yes. With a little fucking Vavitch in the background. Uh-huh. Holy lord. <laughs> so the <laughs> gameplay hook here, like even though this is like, okay, shooting zombies is nothing particularly unique, but the way that Left 4 Dead did it with these, these frantic high-speed runs, you're supposed to be working with a team of three players. Everybody's co-op. Everybody's supposed to support everybody else. You're supposed to stick together, work it through, get through the puzzles, whatever, and... uh you know, it, it turns from exploration into just like frenetic combat that you have to just like just fucking run, just run and shoot, run, get all the way, get get to the fucking safe room, close the door. Oh my god, what are you doing standing out there? Don't make me come after you. Get the fuck in here. Oh my god, you're dead. I'm closing the door. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Like that. That's Left for Dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not one of those games where you you can't clear out the zombies if you just sit no. there and are good enough. It's meant to be. If you if you're good, you can hold them off long enough to get to that safe room. But get your ass to the safe room. Yeah, they're gonna get you. And I mean, if you're uh, if you're good, you can you can take down even the special enemies that have their own special music. That sounds like the kind of like background noise that they would be playing in a TV show when a kid's supposed to be playing a video game mm-hmm. and their parent comes in to talk to them. Like it's just like the most video game ass wow. sounding sounds ever. <laughs> just lots of gunfire. <laughs> lots of gunfire and moaning. Yeah, but that was them Arr. taking on a tank. Another cool hook that this had was the, the director mode. 
that like mm. the game was kind of always monitoring how you were playing. The level would not be laid out the same way twice. So, I mean, it would be, but like in terms of enemies, you would encounter something different. So if the game decided you need a, cha- need a challenge right then, you might hear this music playing and a fucking tank enemy, like this huge nine indestructible zombie would just come out and start fucking up your shit. And uh, you, you'd have to, to unload with everything you had. And, uh, and, and that was cool. But also in terms, in, in addition to the unpredictability of the director, you could play with other players on the opposing team as the special zombie. So you had like the, the smokers, which could like use their tongues to, to grab you from a distance and, and incapacitate yeah. you. There were the, was it the hunters? Those like hoodie guys hunters. that came and just ripped you up with their claws. Um, no, what was that shit? I, Cause again, I played so fucking much of this and Sorry, I, I was distracted for a second, so I don't know what you were just talking about. But um, my, my memory of this, I took a preview of this with a very excited uh, Joe McNeely, our, one of our colleagues. And I saw it, and I'm like, dude, this game looks like shit. It, <laughs> well, it was, like, uh, it, was, it was like running on the Half-Life 2 Source engine. So like yes. the graphics were a little outdated, even for the and, time. And I walked out of the room... And, um, and he's like, dude, I, I really think this is going to be good. And I didn't see the coolest thing about it. You may think zombies in video games have been running forever, but mm. A, they have not. No. And B, what this game did is sort of what I, every time you, you've heard me like sort of gripe. And again, I, I get it. I, I want to see some in the tw- year of 2020 and COVID and you're pro- we're promoting new consoles to see what you can do with new processing power, we used to do that by filling the screen with enemies. Mm-hmm. And Left 4 Dead was the first game I saw to, like, this is fucking overwhelming and terrifying. Yeah. The graphics are yeah. old and dated, but there are a hundred things visibly coming at me and the frame rate's not dropping. <laughs> you know how I can tell um, mm-hmm. that you guys all worked at game magazines or websites when you talk about this game is like, this is the only time in your lives you played multiplayer video games regularly <laughs> as adults. Like, no, it's, no, no, it's no. pretty much like high school and then, okay, we all maybe, maybe some dorm room stuff in college. And then it's like, we're, we're all squarely like single player gamers at this point in our life. Well, no, like, yeah, because, I, 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 because I back I when was, we were at games radar, it was all about like, we have a group of friends who have time to play online with us yeah i have i have i'm a day i'm a day one steam person leave me alone (laughs) and 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 i also know that like the console versions let you play through the you know five act structure of left for dead uh but the the multiplayer was fucking not represented well on consoles at all Mm -hmm. that exists solely in the land of pc and if you really wanted to play multiplayer matches that's where you do it i never got good at it but it, it was always hilarious and Asymmetrical multiplayer wasn't really a thing we were talking about, but the ability to play as characters that are clearly overpowered, like way overpowered compared to the human characters, was hilarious. It was it was always oh, fun yeah. to watch. Well, it eventually yeah. became the downfall, was sort of downfall of that studio. I mean, that's this is Turtle Rock, right? And they eventually they went on to do Evolve, that that yeah. asymmetrical multiplayer mm-hmm. game with its one, you know, the one big bad monster. And I think now they're working on the unofficial. Let's call it a spiritual successor to to these games, right? To the Left 4 Dead series. And I mean, the, the there are games that are sort of like Left 4 Dead now, but they I, the ones that I've played, it's like, it's not quite the same vibe. Like, 
uh, Warhammer Vermintide. I've heard. I haven't actually played that one. I've heard it compared positively to Left 4 Dead before. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Vermintide Two is free for Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, World War Z is another one mm-hmm. that uh, that kind of apes that style, and the the ones that are like the the Sniper Elite spinoffs. Um, right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All of which I'm I hear are, of, are very way. good. I just haven't gotten around to them. The one I'm thinking of, and you know it's going to be good because it's got a four in the title, Back 4 Blood, with a number four, just like Left 4 Dead. So we're good. Oh, It'll be fine. Nice. Yeah. And, and that's Left, Turtle Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 offered me, weirdly, like, I think, over two years of fun. Like, in, in an insane amount of fun. Mm-hmm. And when I, when, I, when I got it on, um, rebought it on PC, people have made so much clever shit. Like, for, I think the game's like $5 all the time. Like, it is... One of the most fun things you can possibly do to you and your friends. Hey, why don't we just go on a run? Um, we'll all turn into dinosaurs and beat zombies to death with electric guitars. Cool. It's a totally thing you can do in that game. <laughs> yeah. as, a, as, a, as a marketing dude, I do have to give them props to for the key art. Just like the cover art of this game was so simple and yet so effective. The first game, Left 4 Dead, was a severed hand with a missing thumb. So it's just the four fingers. Yeah. And then for the sequel, they cut off two of those fingers. So it's just Left 4 Dead 2. It's yeah. like fucking perfect. Which I think uh, was facing us like we, we were looking at the knuckles from behind, like the back of the hand in the U.S. version. And then yeah. they had to turn that around for the UK version because if you do a V backwards at someone in the UK, it's 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 a very bad thing. It's their middle finger. Um, but is I'm it glad- as bad as what they do in Philadelphia, Michael? They do bad, bad things in Philadelphia. Things in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's baby that. Huey now. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up the cover art because I remembered like, oh, this was part of like I did a thing about 2008's. Uh, bad box art or something at Games Radar, and I'm not saying that it was bad, but there was a weird trend in 2008 of like hands mm. on the covers of video games. So there was this, there was Dead Space, there was mm. uh, the special edition of Prince of Persia, which was just his glove. It's I think like, weren't they all ripping on Saw? Because didn't Saw ha- also do the finger severed finger thing? Possibly. I mean, you know, the they weren't all like severed fingers necessarily dead space was like a severed hand floating in space well they can't they can't all be severed fingers michael it's you know you can't i know i I remember seeing this on billboards around the city though like just (laughs) especially for the sequel i'm like jesus it's this big where you got severed hands on billboards buses on buses a real severed hand yeah it was at one time yeah, and, and now it's reanimated. And, and like I said, when that person gets cured, they're going to miss that hand and mm. they're going to freak the yeah. fuck out. Where's but, my hand? But anyway, to finish the, the cover anecdote, I got Tyler Wilde to draw a comic that was like this art director coming over to an artist. And it's like, oh, what are you doing for this cover? And it's just the artist sitting there tracing around his own hand. It's like, stop digging, man. You've hit gold. <laughs> speaking of good marketing i just i just pulled the the koozie off my beer and i'm looking i'm drinking miller high life audience um i don't know why this which, is something you'd brag about but 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 it's, it's, well, it's it is delicious. the best of the bad beers it's michael delicious. it's the champagne of beers and that's what i was was about to point out is that not only do they give themselves a title mm-hmm. high life they give themselves right there on the bottle the champagne of beers just uh-huh. okay <laughs> it's but, no banquet beer and it's only because it's brewed in the Champagne region of France, right? <laughs> that's, yeah, you can't put that on the bottle if it's not. Michael. It's true. You know it's true. <laughs> it has to be made with the special grapes. Uh, oh, the Millers from the Champagne region. Ah, oh, yes, we oh, know them. The Champagne. De, uh, I don't know how. Pierre and Michel Pierre. Miller. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, um, Left 4 Dead, got it. I really did love this game, and I never really played Left 4 Dead 2, but I remember hearing Chris, you, and Brett uh, just going nuts for a character named Ellis in it, who uh, was oh, yeah. generally pretty entertaining whenever his mouth was open. Man, all this mud reminds me of a friend, Keith. Yeah, he was going to build a shack once to live in and all. And I know most people here, they build houses and they become shacks. But Keith, he was about jumping right to the shack stage. But he had no wood. So he got some mud and was making what we were all thinking was going to be these adobe bricks. You know, like when the people out west made bricks and shit. Well, he had mud and... We ain't got time for this, Ellis. They always interrupt his stories. God damn it. I know we always want to hear the end, too. What happened? <laughs> Just made a house out of mud and sticks. I wonder if some writer somewhere has all those endings or if it, that was the joke. Like, we're not going to write any endings yeah. to any of Ellis's Just, just leave it open-ended. Who cares? Anyway, let's move along to our final entry. Give me your gun. Come on. I'm the reason you just got hurt. Let me help. No, I can't let a civilian do that. That's against regulations. Yeah, well, I don't think they had zombie-infested malls in mind when they wrote those regulations, kid. You know how to use this? Kinda. I've covered wars, you know. There it is. God. I didn't realize how, like, bratty his voice sounded. Yeah. Like, I'm uh, a photojournalist. This is, this is Left 4 Dead. This is Left 4 Dead. We brought yeah, it up this earlier. Is, no, this is Dead Rising. I'm sorry. Ah, God yeah, damn it. I'm reading, I'm reading my notes. This is, Dead Ri- <laughs> this is Dead Rising. This has a couple hooks we were talking about. But if, if this is the first one, mm-hmm. I'm, did the second one also have the time thing? But the first one had both. So the, the main hook that is the whole series has had is the, the cool build-your-own-weapons yeah. out well, of cool you, shit Even you that find. was only starting in two. So the first uh, one, but the first one let you use anything you found as a weapon. Yes. So you could, right, right. You could uh, just like grab a bat from a sporting goods store and thwack zombies with it. You could beam them with a ball that you found. You could throw like uh, bottles of juice at them. I think, um, or like a toy hammer from the toy yes, store. Yeah, was, or yeah, or yeah. like they had like a mega buster at a toy store, and it just shot ping pong balls, and it was complete ass, and it didn't do anything. Right. It was a waste of everyone's time, but it was there, and it had its own animation. But the cool gimmick of the first one that a lot of people hated that actually I really came to appreciate was that weird time system Mm -hmm. of they would give you these timers like, okay, uh, you just heard about this survivor over here. You have you you got to go get them. Oh, but you also have this other thing you're supposed to be doing. You might need to choose. You might not be able to save everyone. That was, I think, one of the most interesting things about it. And it was also something a lot of people really hated. Well, they didn't like that pressure. No, it was yeah. like it basically gave you instant FOMO with the game. Yeah. Like, well, you're going to have to play this twice if you want to see everything yeah. at least. The, the idea that you couldn't you couldn't do everything at once, and and in fact, you had to level up your character to a certain point where, when you started the new game, then you could get through everything quickly enough to do everything. But right, right, yeah. right. That's right. That's what you you because you got to. It's almost like a roguelike. You know, it's like yeah, you've yeah. you've you've got this persistence. Your character is a high enough level. Now you can go do some cool shit. I mean, the challenges yeah. don't change, but it is it is all about like you will fail, uh, yeah. and you you will get to the point eventually where you can conquer all this stuff, and you will get to the point where Frank West doesn't even need weapons anymore. Uh, he can just 
suplex zombies or punch them in the the stomach and rip their guts out. Like, yeah, a lot of nasty. wrestling moves in this yeah, game. Yeah, 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 a lot of a lot of wrestling moves. But. I was I was watching friend of the show Greg Moore play this on stream at uh, Lacquerware uh, Lacquer just Ware. not not too long ago. Ladies and time guest this week. The game looks wise has aged so poorly. The oh, first yeah. one I'm talking, yeah, yeah. But we we just kept laughing about like the little things, like like there is a Mega Man branded watch in the game that that's Frank's watch, but like there's nothing Mega Man about it other than the fact that it says Mega Man on it. Like it doesn't even look like Mega Man. It's just some weird like someone at Capcom was just like, well you, you got you got to brand it with something of ours. Well fuck, uh, it's the Mega Man watch. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the weirdest shit, dude. Like. <laughs> Because that's the other thing. It was full of Capcom references, like self-references to Capcom right. shit. Like the little... Well, I, I think, you know, having having worked there, I think it was... That is the only Western studio they ever owned. So they're, they're, they're making a game in a completely different territory, and everything requires, I assure you, 900,000 layers of approvals yes. from Japan to Europe to America. And... Uh, I can't remember how that shook out. Like, did they were they bought like right after this, uh, the or studio? beforehand? Oh, but I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. They, it's it's like it, it's the Capcom I love to remember. Like, they, they were so quick to the market with a new type of game that took advantage of next gen technology, and even a shaky game with a weird premise ends up becoming for gamers a household name mm-hmm. because of how early it hit hit that console, and it, it is incredibly charming, even though. Again, not one of my favorite things. Every Dead Rising improved on the first one, in my opinion. Uh, although I do love Frank West. Yeah, um, I felt I felt like three lost its way a little bit. Three, three I remember being bored during a little. Yeah, it was bit. an Xbox One launch title, so it was a little, little shaky. Well, four, four, yeah. I was just playing, and it's like, this is awesome. Yeah. My my girl was playing it a few months ago, and it's set at Christmas, and it's just all cheesy Christmas music. Yeah. It makes me. Yeah. Four. So fucking happy. Four's great. Four, Four is just so wonderfully more. stupid, and yeah. and it's just like, yeah, we we know. Okay, you just want an open world, no restrictions. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Create create crazy weapons and just go nuts. Yeah. Well, the other thing we were talking about, like enemies all over the screen in Left for Dead. This game, talk about fucking enemies on the screen, especially but like in then three and four when when you could really you know it had like the power of of what is now current gen, is like these are basically zombie muso games. You know, there's mm-hmm. hundreds of zombies oh, that you're yeah, just yeah, literally yeah. mulling. You're you're mowing over enemy after enemy after enemy. And there's Sometimes not much literally. strategy to it. I think yeah, you yeah, can you yeah. can actually get a lawnmower and start running zombies so. over I like think dead alive. Right. Yeah, no, it's and so it's just like it's not like. Oh yeah, there's it's frantic like crazy action like they're all attacking you. It's more just like, well, you're kind of like in this sea of zombies that you're just your weapon is is just cutting paths through and it feels mm. really satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about the timer. I think Dead Rising 2 not only had the timer with the events, but it also had one that you had to make it back to your daughter every night to give her her Zombrex yes, medication. You did. Or she yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like the protagonist from 2. I feel like people don't look back on 2 that fondly. The 2 also had... Remember there was that weird little mini prequel game that they had for 2? Or Yeah. And um, I forget what it was called, but there was also Off the Record, which was just... Here, it's Dead Rising 2, but now Frank West is the main character instead of that other guy you didn't like. Right, right. But two had like, it was like ground zeros, basically. It was like, here, we're going to teach yeah. you all about two in this one little map. It, it was pretty, pretty awesome. That that first game, like the one that I think got either legal action threatened or it got hauled to court by 
George Romero because it's like, this is too similar to Dawn of the Dead. It's like, it's really not, except that it's zombies in a mall. That's, in a mall. That's how, like, I, one of those examples of, like, even younger people, like, you should feel old because anybody should have told Rom- Romero's estate or whatever to fuck the fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no way you'd ever win that lawsuit. But the fact that, like, you, you know you were dealing with, like, a fucking, who was that justice that died that made our lives terrible? Scalia. Uh, Scalia. Scalia. You're dealing with an asshole who's like, so what's a movie again? I hear the kids love them. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're dealing with someone who doesn't understand either medium, mm-hmm. and and it'd be a, a, a year-long battle in court, but the reality is there's absolutely no way George Romero or the Dawn of the Dead people could take any... And again, the Dawn of the Dead people are dicks. You want to know how I know? Uh, try and buy Dawn of the Dead on DVD right now. <laughs> or rent it. You cannot. Uh, the remake, yes. The '78 original, you cannot. Aww. They're the worst people. They're the worst people alive. They, but that's how young games were. Like we did a movie with the same premise. No one can take our premise ever. And like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Video games wouldn't exist without stolen premises. You <laughs> exactly. fucking jerks. I, I'm still getting over the fact that you gave Scalia an Italian name from Jersey. You gave I, him a Foghorn Langhorn accent. It's like, he's, like, you're doing Senator Tankerbell from this something. Show. It's something with the robes. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. Pioneer porn shop. <laughs> the Italian guy on the show could have done the Italian accent. He passed it. No, that's racist. Uh, yeah, but like they had, there's a still a, a, a marring sticker that bothers me to this day. Like this is not affiliated with George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Like, mm, mm, mm. yeah, we know because George Romero <laughs> doesn't know what a video game is. Yeah. He was in a video game. He was in Call yeah. of Duty Zombies, and he but he directed a Resident Evil commercial that didn't mm-hmm. see the light of day. He was until supposed much, to do the movie. Actually, maybe yeah. that's what that suit was about. Like, no, there was a, a but, fuck I, you, again, Capcom. Now you're ripping me off again. George Romero lost rights to all of those movies, and yeah. they were they were swooped up and taken advantage of by bad people. And I don't know the tr- the whole story of Dawn of the Dead, but try and buy it; it's not possible. Yeah. But that, but that, it's also as long as we're like talking not- about George Romero and Capcom, there was that brief stint where he was briefly on board to direct Resident Evil, and then they got rid of him mm. because they didn't like his script. And I remember one thing that came up at the time was like he had a scene where a zombie was wearing sunglasses and that was treated as like a major like oh he doesn't understand horror at all and like fans just picked up on that and I kept seeing that pop up in online arguments like stop talking about Romero like he knows what he's doing he wanted to put a zombie in sunglasses like what the fuck does that matter? A dead guy in sunglasses is going to be wearing sunglasses when he comes back as a zombie. Like one of my favorite the things the things I remember from George Romero's zombie moments mm-hmm. are uh, is a zombie playing a fucking trombone uh, in the opening of Land of the Dead when they're slowly like regaining access to their synapses mm-hmm. and not necessarily memories but like motor reflexes and I love Land of the Dead by the way I'm like the, one of the few people that. it's great man De- like but- probably the best thing Dennis Hopper was in before he died oh wow uh, oh, I don't know about that he was wasn't he in Rebel Without a Cause. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. That's, that was that's something Michael also should have hit Super me Mario. With. I see your lexical ambiguity, and I strike. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the thing that it, that always bothered me is like it's not like going to the mall is this like genius thing. Like, yeah. of course, if we're in a fucking outbreak, we just saw it. What yeah, happened? Kevin every- Smith should have sued because he made a movie in a mall too. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm saying is, in a crisis, what, like what that- happened? We were all sequestered in a mall, safe from COVID, and then some dumb old lady saw her little poodle on the other side of the door getting COVID, and she opened the doors, <laughs> and all the COVID came in after us. 
Right. That's how it happened. That's the story of COVID. I'm just saying, going to a mall or like a big, you know, like a Walmart or something, if there was a zombie outbreak, yeah, that's just the smart thing to do. You got supplies, canned mm-hmm. goods, you're surrounded by them. Sure. And weapons. Just fucking, They often know, sell canned goods at malls. Sure. <laughs> I'm talking about Walmart, man. Oh, Walmart's okay. got everything. Yeah, and yeah, they, they, did, they did used to. Even the San Francisco mall next to my house, last time I was there, they have a fucking grocery store in there. Oh, a very yeah, high-end one. Fair enough. Yeah. Targets and grocery but, but stores now. I forgot. It, uh, it's son his, of a bitch! It wasn't a target. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the bottom floor. I forget what it's called. But even then, like there was, like you'd have drug stores and shit. You, the, the the mall is the best place to go for the zombie apocalypse because one, very few entrances. When we we did it at Laser Time about malls and malls exist because the way we settled America, the weather fucking sucks and people needed indoor basically districts to shop in mm-hmm. because. Right. Because the holiday season is so cruel for most of America, or it was <laughs> before climate change. Yeah. Well, and in California, uh, we had them because it was so hot during the summer. You right, go to the indoor right. mall. It's, to it's keep why cool. we have indoor malls. And there's in like if you think even as a, 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 a armchair fucking Call of Duty asshole, like choke points. You, there's a ton of choke points in a mall. And even then, for the zombie apocalypse, you can literally pick your bedroom on what store you like the most. Obviously, I'm going to sit in the Spencer's Gifts and uh, and drink Kool-Aid out of shot glasses with titties on them. Speaking of and, malls, I guess it was like the 25th anniversary of the Sony Metreon, which a very, very local reference here, folks. But yeah. people kept uh, recently online were sharing all these photos of the PlayStation store in that place. And it made me feel really old because one of my like college buddies was like one of the managers of the Metreon when it first opened. So oh, I remember wow. he like brought us around. He goes, he goes, check it out, man. We got this whole, this whole level, just a playground modeled after where the wild things are. Like the Metreon when it first opened was fucking man. insane, dude. Yeah. I, the first couple, like they would have like giant Sony premieres there. I remember the, the God of War chariot crashing <laughs> as Kratos <laughs> literally rode up to the curb. Oh, yeah. But they had uh, two floors of skill crane games, which I'm yeah. a huge fan of. Yeah. And then and then it became more and more a regular old mall, and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's lost all the cool charm. Like and I, I it's, wanted it's the cool- just restaurants. It's a gastro mall now. Yeah, it's a movie there's a, there's a movie theater. theater. That's what but, it is. Yeah, the same thing every mall is. When it was in Jet Li's Rise to Honor as a level. That's right. Really? Yep. <laughs> Set in the metric on Trans Synergy. Yeah, if you ever if you ever listen to a Laser Time uh, movie review, that is usually where we all saw stuff until mm. the Alamo Draft House opened up there, and there was <laughs> right. no point never going to an AMC again. I feel like I yeah. should play another one of these sounds that I grabbed. So uh, yeah. here you are trying to shepherd survivors through a mob of zombies. Come on! kind of a pain in the ass actually that you'd find survivors and you'd try to bring them back to like the safe house which is like the the utility uh room uh up in the upper levels of the mall yeah and they they would always always just like you'd run into a zombie horde and they'd get like caught up fighting five zombies at a time like come on i was gonna say that part that part of the game has not aged well watching greg play it it's like that for the time even the pathfinding on the AI mm-hmm. and the combat was was really just annoying. And like now to look at it, you're like, no, I would never, I would never fucking do this. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And and there are you know things like even once you get them back there, it's not you're not home free because like if you don't 
keep them supplied with whatever they want, they'll leave and then they'll presumably die somewhere else in the mall. And like, right. oh, I failed. I won't get 100% survivors, whatever. Wow. Uh, and and, and I, I, I just was watching my, my girl play it and it's like I wish I could have written somebody in the company uh, if if I cared enough. <laughs> but just like <laughs> the time limit thing was always irritating to me. And I walk upstairs after like, you know, a nine hour VGA recording session and I look at my girl and she's still playing Dead Rising uh, 4 and I'm like did you did you not move at all I'm like she's like shut up don't tell me how to play yeah and uh, I'm like I wish I would have recorded that so in, while I worked at the company and sent it to them like you don't this is a sandbox and you have so many fun things to do putting a time limit on how people can use them is almost a little cruel yeah a little yeah. counterintuitive yeah, like there's too much fun stuff to do here, and she, so she would play it all the time and make almost no progress. Uh, but the idea was just what you can uh, uncover, combine, and how many, and can she beat her record? And like, yeah, I know I, they want me to go talk to this person, but I don't want to advance past this. I advance past the sequence until I can kill six hundred zombies, uh, which you can do <laughs> in, in in one combo. Yeah, I mean, the the Willamette Mall is uh, about the size of the the Mall of America. It's just this gigantic, sprawling mess. And also, I just want to point out that the pronunciation of Willamette uh, makes everyone in Oregon, which is pronounced Oregon and not Oregon cringe because it's Willamette over there. Yes, I think I yeah. told you guys that my cousin works at Willamette University and I, I said, well, you met, and he goes, it's Willamette, like in damn it. And I'm yeah, like, like, okay. Willamette! I got made fun of during a news meeting uh, when I worked at a newspaper in Oregon briefly, when I saw it for the first time and I said Willamette, and like, sorry, what? What, yeah. what was that? And yeah. like, these guys all, like, two or three times my age, like, guffawing at me, like, what do you right. say? Well, I mean, uh, and then you just I'm look at him, flip the bird, and go, and I know the witch trials weren't in this fucking Salem, motherfuckers. Yeah. I get it. Like, get out of here. Well, I'm going to pronounce it, continue to pronounce it, like Bob Odenkirk in Wayne's World 2. Or a more current reference. <laughs> <laughs> if I may Wayne steal from Andy Kindler. There's a great sequence in Wayne's World 2 where they meet, uh, uh, oh, what's Triumph the Insult comic dog's guy's name? Robert. Rob Smigel. Rob Smigel and Bob Odenkirk, who nobody, the world does not know yet, play nerdy Wayne's World fans who encounter them at a show. Wow. Oh, Wayne's World, Wayne's World. I'm from Wilmette. My ma dropped me off at the park and ride. <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah, I love that. That's Saul and Triumph. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that one might be Wilmette because I think it's on the East Coast, right? Is it there? Uh, it's, it's the Midwest. Oh, it's yeah, Midwest. Yeah. You're right. Well, it's certainly not Oregon. Mm -mm. And nobody gives a fuck about how they pronounce things. No. Oh yeah, it, it's all a little dumb there. All right. Well, no. I think that's I said, enough. Why does your Why does your Hey, ex girlfriend? Why does your mom pronounce the word "going" like it rhymes with "boing"? And <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's that's, that's deep. <laughs> all right. I know they're spelled very similar, and she's not incorrect, but it's still strange. <laughs> like how you're still doing the Norm Macdonald voice. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, 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 Hitler. <laughs> 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 yeah, take that guy down a peg. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, you, it, it makes me wonder why you say something like that. It's probably because you're gay. I was, I was going to say, we were, I might as well give you this. I'll lob the softball. We were talking about Michael Jackson earlier, Norm. Uh, Michael Jackson 
Uh, <laughs> I lost it, but I had the impression. Okay, god damn it. Um, what did Michael he call him? Ja- <laughs> Michael Jackson was accused of sexual misconduct with a woman he worked with on his 2005 tour. We all know this information is completely unfounded because Michael Jackson is a gay pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Norm McDonald did that joke over and over again, oh, and we wondered why he got fired. Probably from during the same set. <laughs> Knowing him, I'm sure he repeated the punchline at least. Three oh, I think times. he did. I think it was yeah. It was pause. I, I say I say a gay pedophile, and then he... <laughs> a gay pedophile. God, Norm. God damn it, Norm. Oh, all right. If we're talking about Norm McDonald's, it's probably time to wrap up the uh, the top no, five. No, this is the perfect three person show. I'm so fine. Norm yeah, McDonald had a sketch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a little shallow and silly, but that's that's befitting for the o- October second show. We'll get into more horror stuff more deeply Ooh. in the coming weeks. Uh, have no fear. In the do, meantime, do, do your off-brand Count Jocula, Michael. You, you can only do that four weeks out of the year. Have no fear. Thank uh, you. That was terrible. Uh, <laughs> nobody liked the show. I, I did twenty facts about Dracula, but I never get tired of bringing this up. Bela Lugosi did so good a job at being Dracula, everybody's impression of Dracula is Hungarian. Yeah. Because right. Bela Lugosi was. My impression is basically, is more or less based on Count Floyd from SCTV. Uh, okay, <laughs> sure, sure. It's an impression of an impression. Blah. Blah. Oh, that was pretty scary, huh, kids? I know. Oh, I wish I was old enough to have a local horror host I could look up to. Like that. Uh, yeah, none of oh. us do. Anyway, um... We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. One, two, Get scratching. Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jeremy and Adam beg to differ. Except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars, with a big giant question mark, exclusively available at patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a little taste. My monkey. (laughs) Star Wars edits. Here's my definitive, like... a rundown of the amount of Star Wars edits that there have been. Uh, editorial tampering began as early as 1977 because some of the effects either were unfinished or they released a cut <laughs> accidentally with unfinished unfinished effects in between the small release in, on May 4th. And uh, in 1977, there were two ver- technically two versions of Star Wars out there. And you can prove it by it. people were bootlegging it immediately. This obviously was an, an immediate smash set success so people were bringing i don't even know if you can call them camcorders but whatever oh, yeah, how yeah what the what, hell were they bringing in there video cameras how and this is my favorite due to space issues uh on the ced formats long time ago laser time did a show about dead formats i forget i hope and then people started sending me ceds movies on vinyl <laughs> sometimes known as disco vision 
Uh, oh my god, what? Yeah, I got. Uh, I think Kevin's got. If you uh, Cap City, our friend Kevin, he's got one for Friday the Thirteenth. I have Pinocchio and Emmett Otter on CET, and for some reason, any which way but loose. I don't know who sent me that, but thank you. Uh, but the CED, a, 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 like obviously shitty technology. Otherwise, we would know something about it. To fit on the file format, it had to speed the movie up three percent, shaving. <laughs> Shaving three minutes off of Star Wars runtime. Three percent. Three percent over. That's actually a lot. Oh, that's sick of Star Wars. Available exclusively at Patreon.com/LaserTime, along with weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst-ridden podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper. This is so wizarding. And welcome back to our final segment where you know what I'm just gonna hit this button. Sweet release! Oh, we're starting? You snuck up on me with that one. Jesus. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, we still got, had my dick out. A lot of our new releases are actually <laughs> left over from last week after we recorded, as is our want. Mafia Definitive Edition. I played a bunch of that. It's pretty good. It is yeah. a complete remake of the first Mafia to the point where they redo a bunch of the dialogue and cutscenes, uh, and it controls more like a modern Mafia game. And you know, it's got an open world filled with things to collect and stuff going on. The, the only thing is that it's um, it's not really meant to be an open world game, even though it is open world. Uh, like the original game, it just kind of. Uh, ushers you from mission to mission like it it goes through a linear story progression and you aren't really given a lot of freedom to go off the rails and explore on your own Hmm. uh there have been a bunch of times where it's like there's a motorcycle sitting there that i want to steal but i can't because i have to drive my friend paulie across town so he can do a collection run god damn it i feel partly responsible for this having been involved in i believe the first game to contain the word remaster yeah, and that that was a, a Disney legal thing. Like, oh yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't want us to call it the Ducktales remake because we're not we're literally not allowed to remake anything. Like, only the yeah. existing content was allowed to be made, and you can't say it's a remake because there might be another Ducktales remake further down the line. And obviously, there was. So we went with remastered, even though it is like in no way a rejiggered version of the original Ducktales. Whereas, like, I saw Mafia remastered, and I'm just like. Yuck! Yeah, it's like, definitive edition. It's not remastered. Oh, I, I saw. I just saw. I saw it being referred to as that, and just like everything I've heard about it since its release is like all these things sounds like it fixed the reasons why I didn't play it the first mm. time around. Well, like the the first time around, like for for when it came out, which was I think two thousand two, two thousand three, like mm. it was considered like a, a somewhat high minded PC mm. game, and then it's like it's. Half a loot. Well, it's it's you know came out after Grand Theft Auto Three, so it's similar gameplay, but uh, it's focused on the story and the characters and the uh, the atmosphere of 1930s uh, City of Lost Heaven, which is based on like an amalgam of Chicago and New York, um, up to and including the the cars that cannot reach speeds of yes, up to so 20 miles that, an hour. That, that was the thing. That it was just like everything's like a slow ass Model T, or maybe maybe you get to you know drive something that was made in the the late 20s. 
like a, a snazzy gangster car, but everything's kind of <laughs> slow. And in the original, like cops would chase you if you like ran red lights or bumped into other people on the street. Just uh, as I always wanted. Mm. Yeah, and in definitive edition, you can turn all that shit off. Uh, you okay. can you can either play in simulation mode, which is like yeah, you have to obey traffic rules and speed limits, and uh, and everything is slow, or you can just play in I, I forget whatever the newer mode is called, but it's just like yeah, cars cars are now faster. N- cops will only chase you for violent crimes. Well, what did you do, senior editor of crime? <laughs> what um. do you think? I played with the new stuff. Okay. Like I don't. I don't. I don't actually want to have to stop at every goddamn stoplight, and and it it still has like even if you're playing outside of simulation mode, it still has the button to, uh, like a speed governor that will keep you from ever going over the speed limit, um, which you can. It, it's it's useless in in that mode, but like it's there to ensure that like okay, you'll just you'll just go slowly along and you know obey all posted rules and regulations keep below the notice of the cops but oh, make an old disney car noises <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's so funny like i've heard so many people talk about mafia 1 but i've never heard anyone talk about the missions themselves are they is it mostly just go here kill this guy go here get this briefcase um, yeah, what they're are all, the missions story driven like, like uh, you know you they, they, when the game starts out you're just a taxi driver and this is something the first two Mafia games, and maybe the third one, I forget, had in common, that you, like, begin the game doing kind of menial shit, and then getting sick of it, because, like, fuck it, let's join the Mafia, that's the easy life. Uh, in this one, you're a cab driver, and one night, like, just these two uh, wounded Mafia guys are, are running from uh, rival mobsters, and they just, like, commandeer your car at gunpoint, and you have to drive them, like, lose our tails, get hurry, drive, drive quickly... And uh, then you drop them off and like, oh, now you're in the Don's good graces. Here's a payoff to cover the damage to your car. And then like you go and you'd have to go the next day and, and do a bunch of shitty fares. And then like you run into the mafia guys again. Like, hey, maybe you'd like to do another job for us. How about that? He looks like a schmo. Yeah. Come here, schmo. Oh, no, I remember now. Actually, no, the, the rival mobsters attack you and bang up your, your cab and you, you run to the, the Don and... And you're given an opportunity for revenge, and eventually you get to be part of the family. Um, but the, and the whole thing is framed as a uh, like Tommy Angelo, the main character, has decided to roll on his family and is uh, telling a, a cop everything in a diner. Keep on rolling, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but <laughs> so the missions so they they start out kind of small and menial, where it's just like, hey, just drive these guys. They're going to do some collections. Oh, they need to do a collection out of town. And, uh, oh, this went south. There's some rival mobsters there. They shot our guys. you got to go in and shoot everybody and uh, and, and rescue a guy. And, and then there's, like, this uh, race driving thing kind of early on where, like, you have race to first driver. steal a race car, sabotage it, and then, like, oh, they they broke our, our driver's uh, knees, so now you need to take over for him. And you have to get through this race that is kind of a pain and took me about seven or eight tries. But um, so I was a little confused earlier when you're talking about it because and then Chris brought up like there's remaster the, the term remaster or even definitive edition can mean so many different things. Is this literally just hey we've swapped out all new graphics or is, is the gameplay remake. updated as well? The gameplay like, is truly... updated. The graphics are updated. The script is updated. Okay. Um, okay. And, and and watching like comparing like old YouTube videos of the original cutscenes like yeah this is kind of some clumsy ass dialogue. 
and they've they've definitely punched it up. Yeah, this is this is a new game, and yes. so the idea it's like, hey, here's a remaster of the game you ignored the first time around. Like, I just wish there was a better way to sell something like this because like the reception it's getting is like shit. I, I might have to play this. Yeah. And I have not okay. played a mafia game since not liking this. one. I mean, I'm I'm seeing it scoring in you know the seven to eight range, which is yeah, it's mm. pretty good. So this is a good remake. This isn't yeah. like a, a Vince Vaughn Psycho remake. No, no, no. Thing. Okay. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'll probably play the rest of it and try to finish it. But all right, I, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. But but again, I wish I wish I was kind of given more freedom to just sort of go off the rails and like I don't I don't want to have to stick to the story mission. Let me fuck around for a little bit. I remember like L.A. Noir had a bit of that of like there wasn't a ton to do in the open world and it was mm-hmm. really just here go here and do this thing but you just felt more like well I better just go do well, the story. Well, actually, missions. you know what? A good comparison is uh, something I once saw somebody say about Mafia Two and that like people are thinking this is an open world game when in fact it's a really good cover shooter that just happens to have these driving sequences in between yeah. all of the mm. action sequences. That's what Mafia 3 is. Mafia 3 is like, get to this location, get behind cover, and tear some dudes up. Yeah, that's kind of what Mafia 1 is. And find Playboys. Like, yeah. Blow up a <laughs> blow up a, a, a brothel and uh, go and kill this prostitute, except uh, one of your, one of your uh, buddies in the mob is like, no, don't kill her. Just, you know, give her a hundred bucks and tell her to get out of town. Oh, oh, man. Okay. Speaking of blowing shit up, Serious Sam 4 yeah. came out. A lot of blowing up in that Come game. Come on, I want to be really excited. I love Serious Sam. We discovered this game on accident now that Laser Time listeners know who Sam is. <laughs> uh, yeah, like our friend Sam. And, and then we found out this game was coming out, and we had one friend in town with Photoshop, and we put his face on the cover and we put our faces on the villains hmm. and we didn't think much more of it than that and then I think Sam opened it up and like this is actually really fun yeah so so serious Sam has been really important to a core group of friends in my life so what you're saying a, is somewhere there's a picture of all of you with your shirts tucked into your pants because as Michael pointed out <laughs> yeah. every character in this series tucks their shirts in and has belts over the pants I don't why we what is this Easier yeah. to model, I guess. Yeah, yeah, fewer. It's, it's, it's the style my girlfriend's rocking. And then one day she had on a necklace, and like it, those two things, you just look like someone singing about your dick in a box. Mm-hmm. It's tucking your shirt in with a gold chain. I've, I've only played like a couple of hours of this, and what I've played so far feels like it, like a budget Doom. And I'm like, well, I'm not. I, I, I feel the same sort of like rush of like okay now i'm mowing down a bunch of dudes and they're coming after me very very fast i'm backpedaling and now this guy got too close so i'm doing a melee kill and i kind of wish he that would heal me like a glory kill would and then you can unlock a perk to do exactly that this game i always just put in the same spot in my brain as the painkiller games of like oh sure they're fun but it's important to remember that that crow team the people who made serious and like they make good shit but they like haven't Abandoned uh, Serious Sam. They're not. They also don't treat him like they're Duke Nukem. Yeah. They just think it's fun every once in a while. And I, I like this to fuck around with new tech and see what it can bring to Serious Sam. Did you, you remember the two D Serious Sam game that came out a few years ago? Yeah. That yeah. it was just like you just walk backwards and shoot because that's all you do in Serious <laughs> Sam. Love uh, it. I did not like that two D game. I know, but like like I was saying for Left Dead and Next Gen consoles, like looking stupid and not being graphical powerhouses, mm. th- there's 
my memories of the the first and second serious Sam are like these are some of the biggest and the most enemies I've ever seen on screen in my life. It was well, worth that, it. That's what those games were known for. In fact, with this one, I brought up to you guys. I I swear I'm not making this up. This game was touted for a while as like a big Stadia get, and I thought mm. they were like touting the fact that like yeah, you think we had a lot of enemies on screen before. Wait till we use the power of cloud computing. But then they kind of laid off that, and I didn't hear that at all. And then it just kind of, it just kind of came out unexpectedly, like, oh yeah, that that game's out. You know, it's I don't know, I don't know. What I don't, I don't Michael- think anybody wants their computing power to be as strong as the will of like their governor. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are you did you buy this outright, or are you playing this through Stadia? Uh, I Pro? bought it on Steam. Okay. So- okay. Yeah, uh, a game I bought on Steam that is just come to PC this week. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It was PlayStation exclusive. I've been playing Spelunky Two, yeah. um, and I can verify the Steam port is great and is just as good a way to play that game. I was streaming it last night, and George, the guest who, who we had on to talk about Spelunky Two, was giving me tips on in real time on my stream because he loves that game. But I, it's fucking hard as shit. <laughs> And I was playing this after I watched the debate, so I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm. But I started to see the charm. I get what people are going for. Like, yeah, don't think of it like a game you're beating. Think of it like exploration and you're trying new things and slowly you will learn and make progress. I started to make a little progress. Then I got fed up and just started playing Hades again because that's yeah. an amazing game. I, I'm, I don't like a lot of uh, roguelites or roguelites. Uh but I do enjoy Hades quite a bit, and I'm surprised by how much I, I enjoy Hades. It, it 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 does not look like a thing I would like, and you I'm, I'm saying it. that. Uh, okay, I I, I I I Jesus, I gotta finish Galaxy and then story, and then all these podcasts. There's a new episode of Sick of Star Wars, up, I, but it's three and a half mean, hours we're, long. We're gonna talk about Hades, I guarantee you, later this year. But I, yeah, what I was telling, I know, I, know, I, just, I was telling you guys, and it's like one of those things I don't like to say out loud because every time I play a super giant game, like man, I love the design of this. The writing is really clever. Oh, what a great style! Like this is boring. The, this, this is anything boring. but boring. They, this game they've never is, clicked with me, but this one really has. This game is Dead Cells mm. with an isometric view. Like mm. it, it's plays even like Dead Cells in some parts. And the treasure that you're getting and your upgrade. Oh my god, Hades is amazing. Speed Like It Two is very good as well, but Hades oh, is bet. amazing. Yeah, didn't know where we were. So uh, another game that came out uh, took me by surprise: Genshin Impact. Yeah, uh, all of a sudden I started seeing this all over Twitter, and it's free. Yeah, it's a free-to-play, Chinese-produced, anime Breath of the Wild clone. Um, yes. That, yes. Yeah, and like, I'm I just just playing it from the start, and it's like, I'm amazed at how well they've nailed the aesthetic and the overall gameplay of Breath of the Wild. It's like, I can climb anything. There's shit to collect all over the place. I can climb a tree and pick the apples out. Yeah, there's glittering fruit everywhere and, and mushrooms you pick up off the ground. I am ignorant. You were posting about this... I saw some notifications. I'm like, that sounds like a game I don't care about. And I didn't listen to you. Mm-hmm. And then I went onto my socials and like most of my friends who have good taste are talking about this. It's um, it's still a strange yeah. game. Like I haven't played a lot of it. Michael's played more than me, but like we were talking about how I played more than you. It feels and, and, very <laughs> floaty, this game. Like the, the jumping bit. and the attacking. I didn't, I didn't it's not fine. No, but, it's, that but, bad, but really. what's its like the, what's its 
What's its deal? It's free? Yeah. Is this, it's, it's a beta? It's free to play. There's, I guess there's like gotcha elements that come in later where... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to know is how they make yeah, there's, money. There's an ugliness under the surface to where like Breath of the Wild allowed you to discover things like, man, this really crams like... I remember it was just like... I'd been working all day and there's like an hour before the debates and I was just like, man, fuck all this shit. Like it is Breath of the Wild, but... Breath of the Wild was allowed to have a weird control seek scheme. Uh, this game to be even weirder is not. And sorry, I was I didn't I didn't personally uh, allow it and want to dig further into it. And it looked really pretty, but uh, like, why is this free? Why is my user ID on screen at all times? That, that's uh, the thing is there's 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 these weird traces of an MMO. That are on yeah. here, like even the menus feel very much like an MMO, but it's not an and MMO. The menu doesn't work with the D-pad. No, it's it. That's that's the other part is because I think because this is developed in China, like there's even terms they're using in here that I'm like, like like in the options menu, I went to invert my Y control because I'm a fucking OG human being, then that's what you do. And instead of saying like yes or no, it was like no. And open was the term they used for yes. I'm like, oh, that is not the right word to use. Well, the, the, the why is it free thing? Like, I, I have a feeling. Like, so the most from I, I know much less about the Chinese game market than Matt does. But my impression is that the most popular games, the most successful games in China are free to play with a lot of integrated chat features. Mm-hmm. Um, this this has both of those features. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it, it, it definitely, I think, that's what's going to be weird is, like, it, it, well, I think this is also on mobile, too. Like, it, yes. I was playing on PS4, and there's a PC version. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently cross-play or cross-progression with all of these. Yeah. Uh, Switch One is coming soon, and there's but no Xbox One um, mm. on the horizon just yet. And that's, that's what was weird about it with me, because, like, you are openly so openly ripping off breath of the wild oh yeah oh but yeah. like even though this is in english you've changed enough things to where it feels like now learn breath of the wild in a different language this button <laughs> does this and that one does that no 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 you you're collecting ingredients we're not gonna let you cook yet but uh <laughs> why does my fairy guide share her name with the demon from hereditary <laughs> yeah yeah there's that too <laughs> pain i'm in and why does she why does she say her name like a little child? Yeah, like she, it has a lot of speaks in the third person. She ha, it it has a lot of shared DNA with like the stuff we didn't like about Trials of Mana earlier this year, like anime game of like oh this girl is things is I didn't like about anime. Breath of the Wild, like voice acting. Yeah, um, it, but one thing that struck me as interesting, so I didn't I didn't get very far, but I apparently got further than you, Matt, because mm-hmm. I wandered close to the uh, the town that's there. And uh, there was, like, a guard in hot pants waiting for me. And she's like, ah, oh, suspicious people, let me escort you to town. And then she joined my party. And I found out that, like, oh, instead of letting you switch weapons, you switch to different characters that have those weapons. So, like, mm. she has a bow and arrow. Your default character has a sword. And then you, you can just swap between them on the D-pad. I know. But here, here's my problem with that. Pretty much the hook, as far as I can see in this game... It's like Breath of the Wild, but there are a lot of enemies with elemental weaknesses. Mm-hmm. A lot of elemental weaknesses. Yep. And instead of switching your weapon quickly, you switch characters. It also means in cutscenes, 
900,000 people talk forever. <laughs> and, yes. and I am like, wow, uh, you have lost me. I will not play this anymore. Because I think this your character's default element, you're like an air. air or yeah. I, I picked the girl, so she's like mm-hmm. an air character. Yeah, well, I, I, I think it's the same character, just male or female. Okay, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I can't be sure, but because uh, I haven't played the, the dude yet. But um, but I did, once I picked up that, that guard, I... I was sort of entranced with what I could do because uh, I just immediately like, okay, let's go to the town. And instead of going over the bridge to the town, let's uh, jump up on this wall and just climb the wall to the town and then jump over it and uh, pop down into the, the market square. And it's like, that's kind of cool that I can just and it worked. I have, nice. the, I have the stamina to do that, to climb the city walls. So we all own switches. And so I'm guessing like if you don't own a switch, but you did own a PS4, you might really want to play this game a lot because you haven't played Breath of the Wild. Yeah. You know, this, this is your way of playing I am, it. I am, people seem to have mixed feelings on this. I am all for Breath of the Wild likes being a thing and existing yeah, on too. more consoles. It, it, there is, I, I, I'm, I'm saying it like there's not a lot of things that are impressive about this because there are. It like It runs... It's like, it, did you ever want to see Breath of the Wild in actual 1080p in 60 frames? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. There, there is that element to the game. It, sorry, this is neither here nor there, but it, it was my first time dealing with this. I've always wanted to settle this debate because, like, you know, in the news, they just announced a $90 Demon Souls PS5 Digital Deluxe Edition. Wow. Yeah. And, like, you know, the only thing they offer is, like, advanced weapons. Like, I've never heard of this game. I can't pronounce the title right now. I don't remember what it's called. Genshin, um, Genshin Impact. Yeah. Whatever. And I, I downloaded this game for free, and it treated me like I pre-ordered it. Because it has all these looty bonus boxy thingies. And yeah. I opened them. And I learned the systems before they taught them to me. One of the reasons I was annoyed. Uh, and I used the swords that they gave me, and I cut through the entire area like butter, like I was cheating. So hmm. don't like, every time I pre-ordered something like yeah, we'll get you this level blah 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 weapon. I never use it because I the way the game's probably meant to be experienced are by people who didn't pre-order it. Sure, yeah, yeah. And and so I I never and I did in this case and like. Wow, this feels cheap and shitty. <laughs> like uh, I'm killing everybody in one hit, and like unless I switch to this other character who takes, who ne- needs 90 hits to kill anything, this feels awful. Like I feel mm. awful playing this, and, I, and it looks good. Mm. Yeah, what I want to poke around with a little bit is I, at one point I attacked an enemy, and then he lit the grass around me on fire. Yes. Very Zelda, very Breath of the Wild. Like I was like, mm-hmm. now if I dropped an apple when that happened, would it have? Because would it have would cooked it roast the apple? The apple? Because in Zelda, that would happen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if And in Pete's Dragon. But I'm wondering... <laughs> that's true. What's the Pete, the Pete noise? Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if it has as many of those like little like emergent discovery moments that Breath of the Wild did. Because that's really, I think, what made Breath of the Wild special to a I, lot of people. I actually like, took that as a knock against the game. Like All its discovery moments are discovery moments from Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can eat a lizard. <laughs> What is it? I, I ran into something that's like, oh, I can't do this that I could do in Breath of the Wild, and it was mm. I can't chop down trees. I can climb okay. them, which is cool, right? But I can't yeah, chop I, them down. I mm. don't want to. I'm saying this is someone who like I was very annoyed by the game, but I don't want to stop playing it just yet because of how much I love Breath of the Wild. Uh, but there was a moment there where like, why don't I just go fucking replay Breath? Of the Wild? 
Because you've already yeah. played Breath of the Wild. I know, but I own it, and I'm like, I don't remember everything, but it's like, this is making me appreciate elements of Breath of the Wild that this is clearly trying to ape, yep. and uh, not yeah. doing a great job at it. But it's also clearly a live service, so it's going to get better, and it didn't cost me anything. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. For, it's free, so why not try it? Mm-hmm. Just, just go try it. For real, especially, I would love to hear from more Breath of the Wild fans. There's some other games we could not try this week because they are coming uh, at the end of the week. But uh, Crash 4, it's about time. Ah, that's a pun. I get it. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons and Super Mario Bros. 35. Expect us to have takes on those next Friday. But not this one because for now it's time to move along to... Not only is it time for the news, Michael and Chris. No, 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 no. It's been a little while since we did one of these, but oh, it is no. time for the VGA Hollywood segments. We felt the reverb that time. <laughs> there is a Resident Evil CG show coming to the Netflix in 2021 called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Starring Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield as the main characters. Did you guys see this? You check this out? You mm. see any of this? I haven't seen it, but um, given the track record of CG Resident Evil projects, I'm a little skeptical, but uh, hopeful. Actually, they mentioned that in the announcement. They mentioned that it's. they were like, it's been... I gotta find their exact wording. Where they literally talked about like the amount of time it's been since that Resident Evil CG movie that came mm-hmm. out or whatever. Uh, but I saw people posting that that infamous clip from of like the Redfield gunfight where they just like start yes. circling each other and shooting the ground. Yeah. So as he says, three years after 2017 CG film Resident Evil Vendetta, technology has further evolved, <laughs> creating the groundwork for a new series and unprecedented full 3D CG animation. So they are acknowledging that that game or that movie was a thing, mm-hmm. and acknowledging they're going to try to do better. But you know what? Fuck all that noise. Who gives a shit? Because gentlemen, there's an official Yakuza movie headed out west, baby. Uh, yeah, Variety reports. So this is how you know it's real. Um, and actually, Sega and Yakuza, the the studio behind Yakuza, uh, they are involved to the to the fact that like at TGS, the head of the Yakuza development studio, uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi, said he has to approve anything that goes into the movie uh, so that hopefully we don't have a repeat of the 2007 there already was a Yakuza movie called Like a Dragon that is not great. Wasn't it directed by Takashi Miike? I think it might have been, but it is on YouTube for free. You can find it if you just search. Um, Did you know James Cameron was involved with Terminator Dark Fate? Was he? Yes. Official producer. It didn't save it. So because, you know, whenever, like, the mainstream covers game stuff, they always have to, like, contextualize, like, well, here's what Yakuza is, right? And I learned that mm-hmm. it's actually Sega's second best-selling franchise right behind Sonic. So I learned Yakuza bleeding. Loop. Games aren't just Pac-Man anymore. That's right. <laughs> Wait, really? This is... Holy shit, it's Sega let their franchises fall. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm, I'm just saying that as someone who, who is a new convert to Yakuza, but, like... 
dude, I've grown up with Sega. Like, the, the, this is nowhere near their biggest franchise. This like is a relatively two, new franchise. Two. I think it speaks more to how much that series has grown, not how much the rest of the series have fallen. That's what I'd like to think. But I'm excited. Uh, Ain't Daddy no Kiryu. Space Harrier movie. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my <laughs> Shinobi fuck faces? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Daddy Kiryu coming to the big screen. Let's do it. Um, it's Trust me, Matt. This yes. one. Yes. Don't forget about every other video game adaptation you've ever seen. This one's <laughs> no, going to be great. This, is this gonna one's going to be amazing. One. This one will be this, gonna be the you good know what's going to be great about this one? The stories you loved and played, this one's going to be shorter with fewer characters yeah. and, and less things that you like in it. <laughs> I'm literally playing a Yakuza game right now that the entire first 20 hours of the game you never play as Cosmic Kiryu. So as a Yakuza fan, you're already used to some bullshit occasionally. So Is that you know. four? That is four. That's uh-huh. the one with the four main protagonists. Yeah. I think he's also the main protagonist at the beginning of Yakuza Dead Souls, which maybe we'll find Ah, an excuse to talk about this October. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Um, We were talking about, you know, getting faces on the screen. Uh, Next time you see Peter Parker's face inside a Spider-Man game, it's going to look a little different than last time. Um, Well, so actually the producer at Insomniac put out a statement about this uh, that I will right. read to you now. Um, he, he said, you know, today's news about the new Peter Parker face has surprised some of you. And we ex- at, Insom- at Insomniac totally understand your reaction. Heck, it even took me a while to get used to his new look. Um, Yuck. Basically, he's saying that as, as we discussed the franchise's future and moving to PS5, it became apparent that delivering more believable looking characters made finding they basically what they're saying is they were trying to find a better facial match for Yuri Lowenthal who plays Peter Pike Parker. It in the was game. really confusing because they're not replacing the voice actor. Nope. No. They're replacing the fucking face actor. Well, and, and Yuri Lowenthal is, is an older guy. He's not a teenager like Peter Parker is. Mm. But the model is like Babby Peter Parker. He, he looks like he looks way well, younger s- than the previous Someone said it went, was like off-model Andrew Garfield to off-model um, Tom, Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, thank you. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So have all the times, Tom Holland. Yeah, it looks... It, it. The other comments I saw people saying, and I'm like, oh, God, it does. It looks like this new character looks like the Marvel's Avengers off-brand <laughs> models of the, the, the actors. Well, I, I'm think, like, I think that was the speculation is like... Is there a chance that Sony... They didn't... Sorry. I've worked on a couple of things like this uh, and, and, and been in this business for a while. Getting a real likeness for a game in perpetuity can be tricky. And maybe Insomniac didn't think Spider-Man would be anything more than a one-off. Maybe Sony didn't think Spider-Man would cross platforms or le- let this Insomniac Spider-Man would leave this game and appear in something else. Yeah. People are talking about this as in, like, I think this might have more to do. Like, they don't want to, they either they don't want to pay the dude uh, to come back, and they're having some dispute with him. But like, maybe this is going to be the Spider-Man that pops up in Marvel's Avengers exclusively yeah. on Sony platforms. Because well, it's not even paying oh, Yuri Lowenthal. Like Yuri yeah. Lowenthal is just the voice. They're, it'd be paying no, I, the actor. No, I know. That they but they're, they're, they're no, that scan. explanation makes perfect sense. If this is the same model that's going to be used in, uh, you know, Avengers. They would want. I, to I look don't think more it like is though. And if they didn't sign the, this, I forget his name, John something, up for a trilogy of Insomniac games and cross pollination into other like Marvel games exclusively on Sony. I don't believe. I think they're full of shit. I don't think they changed the face of the person to 
match up with Tom Holland. I think they didn't sign the guy. I think there's some contract this dis- Well, to match up with Yuri Lowenthal, what a lot of people were saying is, if you look at the first model, it actually looks more like Yuri Lowenthal than this mm-hmm. new model does. Yeah. So, I-, I might be able to buy stuff about like, well, like like he mentions here, like they're moving to a new platform, new tech. That you know, the I don't bullshit. know. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. I guarantee nobody's face looks any better. It uh, definitely that- reeks of like a rights thing of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we maybe had to get a different actor to play it for. Mm-hmm. For these future platforms. Yeah, we wanted to lock down a cheaper person in perpetuity to uh, use for this for the foreseeable future, whereas I think they may have treated the first Spider-Man like a one-off. Mm. And, and just the idea, like, of this... Would it surprise you if this version of Spider-Man appeared in Marvel's Avengers exclusively on Sony platforms? It's actually the only way that makes sense. That is what I'm anxious to see, because that's not coming till like, early next year. So if, yeah, if this but, is But I, as a Spider-Man game, fan, am, am mildly annoyed, uh, because I think the dynamic between Peter Parker and Miles Morales is conveyed very well in the Spider-Verse movies, whereas Peter Parker is a little old. He's been Spider-Man a long time, mm-hmm. and he can be a mentor to Spider-Man. So being the same age as Miles Morales, like, that is not what we already saw in the game. We already saw yeah, their different ages. Right. In the game, yeah, it's implied that he's early 20s, Spidey, and Miles yeah. Morales is like teens. So yeah, yeah, it he, is a like, little weird. Like, Miles know? Morales lives with his parents or in a dorm, and uh, yeah. Peter Parker lives on his own. And, like, he doesn't look like that anymore. Although that would totally fit with, like, growing up of, like, the kid who is one or two years older than you, like, claiming he, like, was so much more experienced than shit. Like, dude, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the criticisms I was reading of it, and the only thing that makes sense is that, like, the, what I loved about that game is the confidence they had in fans to understand, like, this is a different Spider-Man. Relax. Mm-hmm. Nobody looks like or sounds like or has the same origin as other Spider-Men. And ev- the whole world never said a thing. It also helped that it was, like, the same year as Into the Spider-Verse. And so we were asked yeah. to, like, accept multiple Spider-Men. The, 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 the in same year as Infinity year. War. And, like, and no, yeah. like everybody's yeah. like, yeah, we all know Spider-Man. You don't have to explain it. We're good. I wonder if Marvel did clamp down like, hey, we've got too many Spider-Men out there right now. Get back on the Tom Holland brand for us or some some shit so. like that. You know? I mean, if you're still reading comics, and I'm largely not, uh, they change artists pretty frequently. And that's what yeah. really makes a difference. Uh, and that medium makes a Spider-Man look very different. Yep, that's yeah. true. That's very true. Uh, and, and, and then, and then I, when they change I, writers, they write the character completely differently, and yeah, they jump around. So, and, anyway. and again, I don't care that much about this, other than the relation with Miles. But yeah. I do think this is like, well, what else did they change? Well, if it is and like why? a rights thing, and they're saving money, maybe they can use some of the money they save to buy one of those exclusive Xbox hard drives. Because holy mm-hmm. shit, that shit's expensive, just like Ooh. we thought it would be. Yep. It is. It is almost the price of an Xbox Series S. <laughs> yes, it's two hundred and nineteen dollars for basically a terabyte. It's like a proprietary, almost like a memory card. You know, this it's a yeah. solid state drive that you plug into the thing. And think about how much conventional space you could, or how much space you could get on a conventional hard drive for two hundred and nineteen dollars. Probably at at least six six terabytes. Yeah, Yeah. and what you're getting for your money though is it can take advantage of that velocity architecture. So it is it it is basically just like the internal hard drive at that point, where you can run games off of it. Versus you could still use an external hard drive like a USB hard drive, 
but that would be I saw I saw that someone use this expression and I really loved it for cold storage like the games you're not actively mm-hmm. playing like I'm gonna put these into cold storage now I'm I'm not in love with that idea I think I, oh, I what I want is a massive game fridge full of instantly accessible games that I can sit in front of late at night and scroll through for about 20 minutes before falling asleep in my chair I yes. want that that indecision that leads to listlessness apathy and depression. Well, the juggling to cold storage is exactly the bullshit that a lot of us have been going through on this generation. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of, though, me putting them in the storage, it's like, oh, I have to delete this game and maybe download it later if I ever want to play it again because I ran out of yeah, space. Yeah. And one of the only things this next gen is bringing us, at, at least when the systems come out, is quality of life shit. Like, what they're promising is like, yeah, you know, you're going to be able to play the games quicker and it's faster loads and all this shit. So if you lose that... Because the hard drives that you fucking included with the system are so tiny that, like we were talking about earlier, you might only be able to fit like four games if they're Call of Duty Modern Warfare size onto that internal hard drive like shit. You know, you're basically like training people to play a certain way. Like you can only ever play two or three games at one time. Those would be your active rotation games. And then the rest are in storage somewhere. And that's a pain in the ass. It seems bizarre to sell a peripheral that... Uh, or to, to to be able to plug in another peripheral that doesn't take advantage of the new console. It yeah, seems very well, strange. It's it's I mean at this price point like they're not they're not looking to sell a lot of these these ex- yeah. well, expansion I, I don't, hard drives. I don't I don't know because they like Xbox did this 360 this did this a lot. And, the, and they tried With to the at arcade, the beginning of the, of the first Xbox. We have our exclusive license uh, hard drive. <laughs> and then yeah. it's just like, well, fuck it. Every hard drive is allowed. And So to be fair, that the, mm-hmm. the proprietary hard drives, they would always inflate the price. It was like Sony yes. with the, the Vita memory stick where it's just mm-hmm. like, there's no way that 64 gigabytes of flash storage is worth $100. I'm sorry. I'm Jerry Seinfeld, and $60 for 18 megs makes total sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I, but I think in this case, uh, it, it seems like a lot. But if they're doing what Sony is purportedly doing, using the, the PCIe 4.0 standard for the, the SSDs, yeah, those are expensive. Those things are buy, fucking right? expensive just on their own. Like, I think right. I, I got a pre-order notification for some mm-hmm. Samsung ones, and they were about that expensive. But the so, difference I'm, I'm hearing is that Sony for PS5 will let you. It's going to be hard because you're yeah, going to have to know it, exactly it'll, it'll the let ones you pick to buy. Your own brand, but it yeah, will be ones yeah. that they have to first certify to make sure that it works with the system. Right. Right. Versus Xbox is like, no, no, can't do any of that. Mm-hmm. If you want to run games off it, it's got to be this thing. But again, like. The use case, we were kind of talking like, yeah, it's it's for guys who, if you don't want to move a game to cold storage first before installing a game on that internal hard drive, if you just want twice the size of that internal mm-hmm. hard drive. Although, again, it's not that much more size. It's like, okay, you yeah, can fit yeah. eight games instead of four now. Great. I think, it's, I think it's pretty incredible to demand. Can you imagine if the first PlayStation, what did you pay for it? $100? How, how much you paid for the first PlayStation? Don't remember. I think a hundred flat. That is when I bought my PlayStation. All right, but they were. I think they launched at three to four hundred. Can you imagine if they asked for fifty percent of that for the memory card? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Like, that, that would be incredible. And, and and I'm only saying that because like um, prices go down and hard drive yeah. prices always go down, but not Sony and Xbox. Yeah, hard not drive proprietary prices. tech. Nope. They nope. never go the down, well, and they, it, this will stay. But, this. Dude, their Vita memory cards okay. never. The Vita went memory down. cards, right? But but the PS3 and PS4 let you use just any hard drive. 
No, I know, but what he's saying is but the, the stuff that's labeled right. Sony. The stuff that's labeled Sony, yeah, that which is where we're yeah. at, this thing will price stick for two years. Yep. yep. Two years. Yep. Guaranteed. Um, yeah. I, and that, that makes me livid because, like, this is so expensive. It, it just is like another kind of trade off. It's like, well, wait, are we actually ready for this next gen? Yeah, like, right. Like, like yeah. maybe you should have waited a fucking year or two because if your big thing is Game Pass, where I download games, games. from your service. Yeah, or if, uh, if your big maybe thing is digital only versions of your system, then make sure I can store more than two or three games at a time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to think that. Uh, I might buy more physical games this gen, actually. Or if you're Microsoft, you have XCloud, and people will stream there, those there games. Yeah. And even even worse, I'm having like a nightmare nightmare scenario of a fucking famous gaming YouTuber coming on, like, got an idea. What about a cartridge style system? Uh, <laughs> 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 this yeah. hot new idea. Nobody's thought this of hot this new idea from me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know, I, I was thinking, talking about digital versus physical, that um, one of the advantages of having a mostly digital game library is that, like, I don't worry about someone breaking into my house and stealing all my games right. anymore. Because, like, if that happens, it's like, that's going to suck. But once I get a new system to replace it's it, I can cloud. just get all my old games again. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, and we can nuke yours from orbit and find out where you live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Michael doesn't need to buy a gun. Hmm. I can tell the cops about it, and they'll say, like, yeah, we're not going to do anything about that. (laughs) But Microsoft might. Apple might. Um, So speaking of streaming and digital cloud stuff, Amazon has now entered the fight with their service. We mentioned it earlier called Luna. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Amazon Luna service, you can can go and sign up to be included in the beta right now. Um, But what they're promising... I think sounds way better than Stadia already. Uh, it is $50 for a controller. You have to buy the controller. There's no like use of third-party controllers. It's $6 a month is their early pricing, which means they're going to increase it to at least 10 later on. Um, but for, for that $6, you get access to a library of game titles. Here's the thing. Ubisoft has already come out and basically kind of like... Amazon does right now where you can kind of have like, well, here's my HBO subscription or you can add subscriptions. There's going to be a Ubisoft channel on the Luna service that will cost a separate amount, but they've already saying you're going to be able to play games day and date with their release. So it's like you're going to be able, you could easily picture a world where whatever Amazon's offering for the base game service, yeah, there might be some okay games, but then it's like, well, I want to subscribe to EA Access uh, mm-hmm. through this service. I want to subscribe to the Ubisoft channel through the service because Ubisoft already has the Uplay, you know, their own kind of streaming alternate, alternative service. So it's like you get that lower base price than Stadia's monthly price, but it really is more like the Netflix of games where, because remember with Stadia, you still have to buy the games other than that small selection of stuff in Stadia Pro. You know, so this to me sounds like it might work. Um, the controller, by the way, kind of works the same way the Stadia one does, where it it's a Wi-Fi controller that just goes into your network, and that's how they solve the latency issues. Hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I have you know, I have Amazon devices. I have like a Fire Stick, and so if I'm able to kind of use a service like this on on that, like, yeah, dude, I'm interested. Like, yeah, uh, cool. I'd like to hear more. Yeah, absolutely. It really, it'll all just depend on the games, right? Like, yeah. if I'm going to subscribe to another game service, what's I got to see what's going to be there. But the fact that Ubisoft, surprise, surprise, new platform, Ubisoft's yeah. there day We're and day. We're always like, there, day and day. <laughs> Bonjour, look at our games. 
things. Ubisoft is very <laughs> forward-thinking. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put Tom Clancy to never the test. the beta test. Are <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? Ubisoft? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's all the news uh, that is fit great about to it. play, Monsieur. All right. Well, let's move along to the community segment, which is always... Hey, segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week was: uh, Tell us your favorite 3DS-related story or memory. Um, and commence uh, the jiggling. <laughs> I don't know why you said it that uh, way. As you'll Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> My God, is that a stick you're poking your game? <laughs> Did you just straight pass me? My. <laughs> Look at all these bulls Resident Evil on a little potato chip. <laughs> Can't believe it. Rest, rest in peace, Yulhauser. He's dead, right? He's... Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's what he yeah, wants he's dead. to think. Um, <laughs> on VG, on com, in the comments, Trick the TM said, My favorite 3DS-related memory is the first anime con I went to after the system came out. Otacon mm. 2011. There was a meetup of sorts on, and that was the first time I ever got the full experience of the Street Pass functions. It worked Man, so no. much better than Dragon Quest IX Treasure Maps the year Fuck. before. Ah, oh, trick. That sucks. I, and I, I, I know I mentioned that, but like, we were pretty blessed with Street Pass, and I know it didn't work for most Americans at all. Mm. Uh, and I think Bongo McNulty says, I loved hearing your memories of 3DS. In fact, it inspired me to dig uh, out my XL uh, from the back of my cupboard for a quick play due to Nintendo's witchcraft. It still had a charge. Jesus. <laughs> wow. My overriding memory of the 3DS is uh, from the time when I wanted to lose weight. I would take an hour-long walk onto my local town, uh, walk around the shops, have a cheeky beer uh, in a pub. I'm guessing this guy is from Alabama. Uh, then make my way home. Have a cheeky uh, beer. I want a cheeky beer from Abilama. <laughs> Green ball Abilama. Uh, what, what has this got to do with the 3DS, you may ask? See, well, you see, on these trips, uh, the little console was always in my pocket in standby mode. The, the long walk would gain me my free coins from the pedometer function. Uh, the walk around the shops would go past all the games and entertainment sources and grab me any street passers-by, which is a great term. Bongo McNulty has coined. Yes. Uh, finally, uh, why not quaff a swift, again, Greenbow, Alabama, I don't understand, <laughs> uh, a pint uh, whilst you clear off your Street Pass, street pass queue and play uh, Street Pass Quest. Street Pass was the unsung hero of the 3DS, and I sorely miss it on the Switch. Me too. I just I just can imagine him saying that to somebody in Alabama. What'd you just call me, boy? You want to quaff a swift what? You just call me, you just said, like... Yeah, so what? I'm wearing a white shirt. What of it? Uh, <laughs> need you to fight a demon, friend. Well, I think we're best friends now. <laughs> uh, Celestial Masshole says, When I think about my time with the 3DS, I think of my first and last year with the handheld. My cousins and I were the only ones in line at GameStop R.I.P., to get our hands on... Like, still there. Still there, I was going to say. Maybe, <laughs> it was there today. I saw an Animal Crossing switch. At, it's, it's, it's out there, people. To get our hands on the 3DS at launch. Uh, we were teenagers at the time, and for some reason, we wore Guy Fox masks to the mall. I know. I can't believe it myself. They were different times. I remember the GameStop employee whispering to us behind the counter 
are you guys with Anonymous? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> my last year with my 3DS was spent in Asia. I bought a 3DS XL to take with me to Korea. I was an English teacher there for two years. My 3DS was the only game system I brought, so you best believe I played the hell out of it. I played Monster Hunter Ultimate, Pokemon Moon, and because VGA episode 200 was around that time, I played a buttload of Donkey Kong 94 and Super Castlevania 4. Needless to say, my daily subway rides were lit. I even took my 3DS with me on my frequent trips to Japan, and I can confirm what Chris said. My street passes filled up faster than an RBG seat on the Supreme Court. Thank thank you, and I'm also haunted. My soul feels haunted. Yeah, I'm not saying it's too soon uh, to make that joke. I'm saying it's too soon to fill the seat. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a guy who wore a guy fox mask yeah, to yeah. a GameStop. So, you it's know. not like that'll, that'll help uh, power-hungry ghouls who care nothing about ideology. And nope, nope. Really just pa- power-sucking vacuums. On the official Lazy Time Facebook community, Nick Turner says, Owning a 3DS while living on campus had to be one of the best ways to experience it. Consistent street pass, hunts during lunch, borrowing games from people, etc. Sadly, it's one of those things I'll never really be able to explain the beauty of to my kids, like Yik Yak. The reason I picked this one out is I'm like, man, having a 3DS on like a college campus would have been fucking amazing with mm. street passes. I am so jealous of that. Yeah, there's still a functionality in street pass that like, uh, I'm sorry, I was talking about this with someone the other day. Like Sony and Xbox should sell some kind of keychain or app. This should happen with all other games. I should be allowed to walk around and and, and tap with other fans. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be amazing? Like that was the beauty of 3DS, by the way. That like Nintendo would have no idea what to do with your information and doesn't. Want it. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it, it, like like they were not doing that. Mm-hmm. And but but the idea of like tagging people in a thing you're in a game with. Like even if like you have a little bubble like uh use use metal blade first like like that would be amazing if like y- you were able to walk around and see like little game specific tweets street packs function would be awesome in e- on every yeah. platform and I don't know why no one has utilized it in any By the way cannot way. stress enough as someone who for years questioned Nintendo's decisions with online gaming and all the hoops yeah. you have to jump through as a parent with kids now that are starting to get into games and playing games online and stuff, oh, I get it. You guys are fucking geniuses. I'll mm-hmm. shut up now and sit down. <laughs> like See it's, what you do. It's, it's right. for parents and kids, y'all. Next time you bitch one about Nintendo. One pedophile sent one bad swap note and the whole service got deleted. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> has been ruining elections for a decade. Yes. <laughs> hasn't stopped in any way. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it was a Jason Cromer. Jason Cromer. Uh, he said, if there's uh, a really bad weather outside and the pot- potential for tornadoes, my office makes us all evacuate to the basement. This has happened three or four times since I've been there. One of those times, I brought my 3DS down there and was sitting on the floor playing until they let us go back upstairs. The next day, I got an uh, IM from a new guy in my department that I didn't really know. 
He said he was thinking about getting a 3DS, saw me playing mine in the basement, and wanted to know what games were good for it. What followed were a couple of years of us finding an empty conference room and then later an unused office to play in, and we would visit each other's Animal Crossing towns, do a multiplayer co-op Luigi's Mansion, and play an enormous number of Mario Kart and Mario Golf matches at lunch. He eventually left for another job, and we still keep in touch. Those years of fun and stupid inside jokes were great, and I will always associate that with the system and with him. Um, and then Rob Hen- Oh, Rob Hen- uh, Rob Hendricks says, The most memorable experience I have with a 3DS is during a family vacation with my wife and her family. We vacationed to the beach, and during the day we would do the typical beach vacation tasks. However, at night when the family was asleep, my wife and I would sit on the balcony of our hotel room with a bottle of bourbon as the waves crashed into the shore and I progressed through a link between worlds. The experience is especially memorable for me as it was the last vacation we would have as a whole family. My father-in-law, with whom I was very close, was diagnosed with cancer a year later and lost his battle a year after that. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. To me, the experience of playing a Zelda title with my wife while creating memories with her loving family is a constant reminder of how the smallest things in life can make moments memorable and arguably perfect. Just a reminder, folks, even if you're locked down in your house with your family, take advantage. Little moments like this, you never know. These might be the things you remember. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. I like how you, you, the smallest things in life. This was the smallest, least powerful console. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I have a lot of positive memories from this. Generated so, so many. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. a few video responses. Um, first is from Schnazzy One, who says... Hey guys, uh, out in the woods as usual. What does he do out there? Uh, question of the week, uh, biggest 3DS memory. Uh, there's a fun shirt, right? Uh, yeah, we're So not that fun. It's a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, immediate condolences go to Maddie, because uh, I know he empathizes with me just like I empathize with him. Um, back a while ago, my brother, I lost him. For the longest time, we would always just sort of... Oh bounce back and forth with street pass just saying hey and ho and all that stuff i was pretty much the only person he ever street passed with and i had all the puzzle pieces so he was wanted to um so <laughs> after he passed i uh we have to go through his house and there's his 3ds you know i grabbed it i was on i turned it off uh at the time i carry my 3ds everywhere and uh it's one of the most awful things but slightly comforting at the time is uh going home with my 3ds and popping it open and going oh a street pass uh popped it open and sure enough i wasn't at all prepared uh for my brother to pop in and just go little word bubble how you doing man and uh (laughs) i cried like a little baby uh but you know just goes to speak for how much 3DS really stuck with me and was a part of the past. And, you know, it's just, he's always there on my 3DS. And every time I can check on him and he's going to ask me how I'm doing. And with there's so little, you take what you can get. <laughs> Sorry to bring the show down, guys. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> hold on, let's look at this funny, uh, Weird Ali Yankovic shirt again. Oh, look at him, he's a dinosaur. 
Uh, he's my fat good. gut. Yeah. Anyway, uh, video out right now. he's our guy. Love the show. Uh, and uh, sorry. <laughs> I unearthed no, some I, feels. I, wow. I'm teary eyed, snazzy one. I, I appreciate the story. Um, uh, it reminds me of that, that that Animal Crossing story that went viral. About yeah, the, the mom, mom the mom crossing. of the town. Yeah. And it, it's something that, you know, it's not the same as having a Facebook profile up. Like a surprise thing like, oh, we can actually do shit. And with, with, I can play with my brother. <laughs> I can bring him in to find right. me. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a great story, man. I'm glad, I'm really glad you shared yeah. it. Um, you. Yeah. And, and, and there's, hey, your move, other consoles. Want to hear a story about somebody discovering their their dead relative's uh, drive yeah. a car? What do you have for morning people who lost? <laughs> what do you got? Like, uh, it wouldn't be that hard. Like, hey, babe, you know, we read your Facebook because you gave us permission without your knowledge. So, uh, right. sorry about your brother. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it's true. You don't you don't hear these stories happen with Sony or Microsoft. Get on the ball. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got uh, two more. First from Redrock963. And then my brother offered me a free PSN gift card for $35. <laughs> a really weird amount. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Redrock963. Hello. Hey, VGA. It's your old pal, Redrock963, back to talk about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. The 3DS is one of my favorite little systems of all time. And my favorite memory is actually obtaining the system itself because my dad surprised it for me for Christmas in 2012. Um, I, it was like after I moved out and I had been having just a completely shitty year that year. I don't want to go into the details, but it was the year that basically put me on antidepressants. It was so bad. And the past couple of Christmases hadn't really been that great to be honest with you lots of family drama and stuff so i wasn't really expecting expecting a whole lot that christmas and then my dad surprises me with a 3ds and i didn't, hadn't even asked for it and i was like whoa this is awesome and then uh not to get too down on you guys but <laughs> the very next year my dad passed away a month after i got married so this ended up being the last christmas present from my dad and I, I, I know that that's kind of down oh, and morbid and stuff, but I mean, it's it's pretty much what I'll Not always associate <laughs> with is like, yeah, it's my dad's last Christmas <laughs> present to me. So I have enshrined it in my DS shelf over here that is very, uh, very messy at the moment. Um, I actually use a new 3DS now, mainly because I'm so terrified of losing this one. So, um, thanks, Dad, for uh, helping me out with that. Um, this will be my treasure forever. Um, I know why or not my second best memory is getting street passes from people at Disney World from pretty much all over the world, including, like, I think China and London and all of that. And so many great games on the system. And I, I agree with Chris. Theater Rhythm is a fucking awesome game. And you guys are an awesome podcast, and thanks for the excellent show, and I hope oh, to catch you guys you. later. Thank you. 3DS, why do you keep killing people? Jesus Christ! <laughs> if, uh, it, man, can you imagine if the president heard these two stories? The 3DS, it's killing everyone. Three yeah. stories. We Everybody three knows stories. it. I hear more and more people Everybody. are saying the 3DS kills people. 
Um, I, 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 I need to interject a light story of my own here real quick. So when I was in the hospital with salmonella in like 2011, <laughs> uh, the first couple days were miserable because if you're going to the hospital and, and you have to stay for like three days, especially without mm-hmm. ready source of entertainment, it's like being in jail, I would imagine. Uh, and I, I finally got my 3DS and like spent as much time as I could playing it, even though it was kind of difficult with the IV in my elbow. Uh, but on my on my last day, I'm waiting around to be discharged, and I've got this. My my uh, roommate is this older guy, and his uh, grandson uh, comes in with uh, with his parents, and they're they're visiting over there. And uh, I see out of the corner of my eye, like, oh, the grandson has a DS, and I, Diana's there, my wife, and I, I mentioned to her, like, oh, I wonder if he's got a 3DS, he could street pass with him or something, and. He's like, oh, well, why don't you ask? I'm like, I don't want to ask that. And then she goes over and it's like, hey, is, is, that, a, is that a 3DS? It's like, oh, no, it's a DS. Like, oh, okay, because my husband was thinking, like, if you had a 3DS, he could street pass with you. I'm like, why are you saying this? <laughs> I'm going to think I'm some pedo now. <laughs> it was something where you might you might hide your 3DS on occasion when out in public. Because, yeah, you're just like... <laughs> You're like I'm trolling like, for street why, passes. Why does he I want promise. a street? What's street pass and why does he want to do it with our son? <laughs> I know. I, I I I was telling you off mic about a friend of mine uh, who a doesn't believe in masks but has a cute uh, son who loves Mario and everyone like ah he doesn't have a game system and I just it makes me insane like oh just take my Wii U for fuck's sake God oh God just like right, we've got I, we've, I, I needed to bring the mood up slightly but we do yeah. have one more video no, I know but like but like I, I don't I didn't want to talk to you I wish I could talk directly to your son like here just take this mm-hmm. can you yeah. drive over here oh you're fucking seven sorry and if we're if we're making jokes or we're, sorry, we're not mom. discounting any of those love those no. stories were all lovely that you yeah, guys shared with us Shnazzy one I'm so glad we kind of share that that common bond with stuff but yeah sorry guys I can just, only <laughs> deal with tragedy by making jokes i'm sorry that's that's what we do me too yeah uh we do have one more uh video response from michael donqua hey there vga crew maximilian x here from game rivals coming to you with the question of the week um i own a lot of 3ds's and one of my favorite ones is my japanese 3ds uh which is a uh, limited edition uh, monster hunter tri ultimate uh was white with the red uh, uh, I think it was the, the feature monster Barriot or something um, really cool um, this allowed me to play Japanese games months in advance or Japanese games that never got released unfortunately that thing died um, god liquid damn damage. it uh, I think it still can be fixed but the problem is I have to send it in Another t- and I can only do that in Japan <laughs> so, story. Yeah, that's the sad nature of things <laughs> Um, so, anyways, that's my answer, and I uh, hope you guys uh, have a good one. Well, this is only the console that died. Wow. <laughs> okay, no more video responses. Uh, you goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> just kidding. Those are all great. Even even Maximilian's, um, um, I should say that, and I'm trying to say this without sounding shitty, uh, uh, I think as if you're talking about consoles I own the most of, I own more 3DSs than any other console. Mm-hmm. How many do you think you have? <laughs> I know I have at least three. I think I gave one to my sister. I have seven. Jesus. Jeez Louise. I How have do you have I seven? S- 
I stole a lot of them from former employers. <laughs> I guess so. I have, uh, I I have also, the one. I also bought a Japanese one uh, to play Monster Hunter early, and in like, I still haven't experienced like like. There's always been a there's there's been a little bit of like uh, oh you sign up for a Japanese PSN you can play certain things early. No, if you were on a Japanese eShop, you would get things months early, mm. tons of things, including. English games, uh, or virtual console games, months early. I, you know what? He, he, he reminded me, the mm-hmm. 3DS was one of Nintendo's only region-locked systems. That and the yep. DSi were region-locked. Every other Nintendo handheld had always been region-free, but mm-hmm. region-locked systems are sort of a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, I think I think there's going to be some region locks, like the Xbox One in China is region locked, so like because China has you know all these restrictions and stuff, but like. We might not have that anymore. Of like, oh, I had to buy a Japanese 3DS to play yeah. these Japanese games early. Like these, that might just be that, over that, with. That's digital. the most I ever spent on a 3DS was importing a Japanese Monster Hunter for 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got given one three. I had a launch one, uh, debug uh, XL, a uh, regular one, an XL, and then an XL, uh, a new XL, and then a video capture one that was also. Stolen, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I had all those fucking impressive uh, videos I told you about last week. Can you capture from a 3ds? I can. I I, I can, but it has to. It, it's chained to the waist of a model who <laughs> <laughs> follows you around everywhere. That's an industry joke. That is an industry Good inside joke. joke. Yes, yeah. for the first year, that's the only way you can play a 3ds. If it's if, if, if it was chained to someone who weighed less than a hundred, but by the way, that story though, it's not just in their booths. Sometimes they would they come to show our offices. You game. They come to offices and do that. It was wild. Chained to a fucking model. That's that, weird. Uh, that there, there's video of me and Henry going through that. Yes, a poor model. Yes. But at least she's getting paid. Mm-hmm. But it seems I like want to hang out with me. But but why a model? I would have picked like someone who looked like fucking Agent Forty Seven. Mm-hmm. Like uh, try to steal mm-hmm. this three DS and I will fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah, chain to a badass. <laughs> Danny Trejo should yeah, preview exactly. all new affordable systems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you think about walking away with that thing? <laughs> <clears throat> all right, new question of the week. Uh, do you have a favorite zombie game with a unique twist? And I'm sure a lot of you do because right now you're you've probably already gone to the comments to call us out for omitting some of them. How dare you? Resident Evil 4 was the first game that made you kill zombies primarily with a knife. Uh, they, they were barely <laughs> even zombies in that game, man. But uh, They were Spaniards. You should be even more offended. They, they were. They kept saying, Un forastero and detrás de ti, idiota. I love that. Um, but I, I guess there, there are a bunch of games that we had to exclude from the top five that were up for consideration. I'm going to say Dying Light. I really yeah. loved that. I loved the the mirror's edge meets zombie uh, survival approach, and uh, I loved right. drop, drop kicking zombies off of rooftops in Turkey. Uh, I loved the way that like oh things like the shit really hits the fan if you're caught out at night and all the right. zombies turn super powerful and it becomes terrifying. And I'm very excited for the eventual sequel should it ever actually emerge. I know. I think right. I mean, uh, you, that was you, you. You that was when you actually reviewed games, wasn't it? You you, you reviewed it for IGN. I, did, I mean, it's yes. the highest thing you ever 
gave reviewing things for IGN. But one, they just kept adding stuff to it became like a service game, so it's so hard to think when it actually came out and if that's even the same game now because they've had like it, it, it does expansions. remind me of, of, of Dead Rising. That was the the one when a system struggling to find first party exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a first, a big first thir- third party, uh, big new game. Like, oh, I cannot do this on the previous system. That's mm-hmm. what I remember. Because yeah. yeah. Dead yeah. Island was the only uh, 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 first person um, zombie game that allowed this much. Who do you voodoo, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that awful theme song. So I'm going to go with one that I would have said before I... So, like, when I first saw this game in previews and stuff, I'm like, I hate this. I fucking hate the aesthetic. This is ridiculous. But Sunset Overdrive. Mm. It's one of those games I didn't play until years after it released, and I was like, fuck, I was so wrong. Because it was all self-aware. But it's it's a zombie game with a twist because, A, the zombies are zombies because of, like, energy drink that goes wrong and, like, turns them into these zombies. But also, it... The game has this really unique traversal mechanic where, like, to get around, you're grinding rails and doing... You're basically trying to link up combos, but the reason you do that, other than feeling cool and looking really cool and badass, is it actually affects your damage on the zombies yes. in the environment. So they, there's like the combos unique... as you as you string them together impart damage multipliers. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like you're getting these score increases by grinding these these like uh you know wires around the city and then shooting zombies with outrageous weapons and shit. And then there's even the point of like you're bouncing off like umbrellas in the world and mm-hmm. it just fucking it it works and you don't think it will and it's one of those games where, like, it might turn the aesthetic might turn you off right off the bat. Just play it for like two or three hours. Give it that chance, and then you'll you'll start to see the fun stuff. I love the aesthetic, and then I fell off because of the damage multiplier thing. Because it, it got to a point where it's like there's a giant fucking horde here. It is very difficult for me to keep up constant tricks while also aiming at them. You, there, there is a little dip where you have to unlock enough powers where you can start to more easily link the combo stuff together again. So it's like, yeah, it does. At first, they show you a couple, and then there's there's a time where you're like, well, fuck, I should be able to be doing more, and they don't let you. And then you unlock certain powers as you level up, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm super powerful again, and this is really fun. Mm-hmm. So once you get there, very, very good game. Chris? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Dead Island because we wouldn't have a laser time without it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a very fun bad game. And uh, I, you know, I want to give a little shout out to Raw Thrills uh, Arcade Walking Dead game. Uh, hmm. I don't know how, without having an M rating, they made an arcade game viewable by kids riding in small trains that focuses on headshots. Uh, but they did, and it also has a kick-ass crossbow controller. I have to look this game up now. Is this like a House of the Dead type situation game? Or yeah, it's, it's it's very much like that, but like um, more through Walking Dead scenarios. Like you'll fight a bunch in a jail, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it focuses on, on on volume. And I and like, you know, I you know, played better zombie games, but like every time I go to an arcade with a friend's kid, this is the thing they care about: boy, girl, no matter what age. Hmm. It is the most. Uh, it is the most. Uh, it is the most. Uh, as a new arcade game, it's the thing I've seen kids most gravitate gravitated to. And I saw online it's a raw thrills game, and they had to like you know they have to shield gun games. If you ever wondered why uh, your Jurassic Park game you have, you have to, to sit, sit in, in a thing. yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like you can't show a viewable 
T-rated game. Whereas this, like, I'm pretty sure the arcade around here just removed it because it is it is pretty violent and gory and like rewards you for fucking headshots, not oh, unlike House of the Dead. Nice. And do you, is there, but the cross the crossbow, the crossbow reload? Oh shit! It's fucking it dope. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. It's it's really cool, and it's like something you can only do in arcades. And I I just want to give a little shout out to to that. Like just the idea of like focusing on a crossbow. Yeah. Also, something I don't want my kids doing. So yeah, I totally understand right. why. <laughs> like, right. Oh God, I'm gonna buy one for the house so your kids can come and <laughs> play when they visit. Um. All right. So what's your favorite zombie game with a twist? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 387. Uh, also, you can Ooh. hit us up on Facebook, the official Laser Time community. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. And if neither of these options are for you, you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will pick the best answers to read on next week's show. Anyway, that's been this show. Um, let's go out with some plugs. Uh, shit, Sick of Star Wars is definitely up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a three, very, a very long episode about the original Star Wars. I think if you listen to the bonus episode we did about life before Star Wars and leading up to Star Wars, it is the best podcast ever done about this thing because. It, Yes, I know there's a Star Wars minute thing out there, but we're not we're not asking for 800 hours of your time to talk about one thing. It's a, a I think about four hours talking about the most talked about movie ever made, and that our goal was to kind of do that definitively and keep it short. Hmm. And um, I really would appreciate feedback because obviously we're moving into Empire, and I, I think an in between episode is worthwhile to do there too. And <laughs> yeah, because wouldn't you like to discuss like? Missing action figures, uh, George Lucas making the most expensive independent movie ever made, and the Star Wars holiday special outside of a four-hour episode of Empire Strikes Back. I would. Yeah. Um, this this yeah. is all at patreon.com slash laser time, by the way, where you can it also is. find our Ghost of Tsushima spoiler cast, which yes. we just put up. Uh, 84 minutes of us talking about uh, open-world samurai adventure. All of us and Chris Baker talking about uh, the game celebrating 30 and 2010 anniversaries as of last month. Um, this month, we have not recorded one yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, a Heather's commentary, because Matt's been doing Monday Night Movies recently. We hope to do all Spooptober stuff over there, yeah. as well as Laser Time. Yeah. And uh, if you if you have a hankering for a podcast all about Chucky, Freddy, and Jason, we have done that every year up until this one <laughs> but uh, there's a ton of stuff over at patreon.com slash laser time including full length movie commentaries and a weekly bonus bond podcast yeah, yeah so yeah with, mm-hmm. uh, on the Heather's commentary we watched that on, on Twitch at my channel Maddie C. Allen but I was joined by Chris and Sammy and I think what, what Chris and I are talking about doing is we're whenever we, we got people on here joining me we might try to grab the archives of those and throw those on the Patreon exclusively for you patrons so, so to live there forever because as you know eventually videos go away from twitch so yeah that would be the way when we get folks to do movie commentaries that we can kind of put new ones up there for you patrons so check that out check me out on twitch go follow me there yeah and for me for me for me whenever i think about heathers it's weird i think about sam because he helped me watch that for the first time 
unadulterated. And I, I tell that story. He didn't even know that. And I told him that story live on the thing. So And yeah, we saw like basically the jokes playing out. And Chris is like, well, when I saw it, they said this. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like it was yeah, the clean I saw it edited. It was, it was not good. I mean, there was there was no octopus scene. that They, they did save that for TV. That's a Goonies joke. Anyway, uh, you can then also follow me on Twitter at Matty C. Allen. All right. Well, as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Visit us at VigigameApocalypse.com. And uh, you can follow me personally at Wikiparas on Twitter, uh, where I will sometimes tell jokes and make uh, dumb observations about TV shows I'm watching. Anyway, that has been our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Okay. I'll really see that picture my girlfriend just sent me, by the way. Okay. The one I sent Yeah, the, the, the Gonzo and Watto. That was, that was great. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should see the chickens. <laughs> that's a Gonzo joke. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's one of my favorite lines I remember Sean Baby writing. Like, there's only a couple things you get guaranteed from Muppets a failed musical number, and Gonzo will threaten to fuck a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, it's in a Muppets production. <laughs> <laughs>